Well, greetings and salutations, everybody. Welcome to the best Emmy related show on the planet, the John Campy Show. Coming to you from right here on my YouTube channel, not using my regular camera because we had technical issues today, but it is an awesome honor and privilege, as it is every day, to have you, our international friends, gather around as we talk about our favorite things in the world, movies and movie news, TV and streaming and all sorts of good stuff. And uh, yeah, we are starting late. For those of you guys watching live, we're starting late today because... I've got some new equipment and it caused one of my cameras to not work. So I am using this camera today. So sorry if everything feels a little bit weird. But guys, we're joined by a couple people here today. Uh, first of all, he's been working with me since the AMC days. And I'm kind of legally obligated to work with him because I guess he's family. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Ray Orr is here. Ray, how you doing, hey, man? Hey, how you doing? I'm here to bring the cringe to the John Campia show. <laughs> that's a, you're that's, welcome that's a nice cup show that <laughs> off again show that cup off again there's some sweet john campy show action and uh, of course also joining us you guys already know her it's kimberly ann curran kimberly how you doing i'm good you know i'm gonna tell you today what my nephews respond to absolutely everything positive okay let's go <laughs> all right guys and here is how today's show is going to go we're going to break it into two parts the first half of the show we're going to take some predetermined topics in the second half of the show we're going to take your live comments and questions now listen if you've got a comment or opinion on or a point of view you'd like to share about one of the topics we're discussing here today Go ahead and use the Super Chat feature in the live chat if you are watching us live. Now, remember, the Super Chat feature is not for asking questions, okay? But if you've got a comment, opinion, point of view, a little piece of information you want to share, use the Super Chat feature to send that in, and we'll read that off at the end of the show. But if you have an actual question you would like to ask for us to address on the show, simply use the tip link that's down in the description of this video, or you can enter it in manually at www.streamelements.com slash movieblogtv slash tip you'll begin your comment or question read on the show if it's of course appropriate for the show and of course you'll be supporting the channel at the same time and all of us involved here at the john campus show thank you guys so very much for your support okay guys uh, also, one little bit of house cleaning here I want to remind you guys of. If you need your daily fix to the John Campia show, late or on time, uh, but you can't be in front of a YouTube video, maybe you're commuting, maybe you're at the gym, maybe you're at work, whatever it is, good news, there is the John Campia show podcast. That is the audio-only version of the show. Just go to your favorite podcasting app of choice, search for the John Campia show podcast, and subscribe to it today so it will be there when you need it and thank you to all you guys who have already subscribed to the podcast good to have you guys here all right before we get into our main topics here there's a couple of off the tops that we need to discuss and the first one is this now i am a big fan of guardians of the galaxy love guardians of the galaxy i thought it was fantastic james gunn is amazing now i like guardians of the galaxy 2 but i didn't like it as much as guardians of the galaxy part one still enjoyed it still thought it was quite good one of the really cool surprises though in guardians of the galaxy 2 was sylvester stallone showing up as one of the ravagers well of course james gunn just worked with sylvester stallone again in the suicide squad movie stallone did the voice of king shark and he did a great job with that that was fantastic but now we find out he's actually coming back again he is going to be playing the same character he played in two. Well, I guess he's got a little bit of a bigger role. This is from the folks over at Coming Soon. 
And they're saying, coming off from a well-received voice performance as King Shark in The Suicide Squad, Sylvester Stallone has jumped back to another superhero universe as he reunites with James Gunn in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. The Oscar nominee took to Instagram to confirm that he has signed on to reprise his role as Ravager Captain, here we go, Stakar Ogrod, uh, who was last seen by MCU fans during Yondu's memorable funeral, uh, spoiler, uh, spoiler warning, and the mid credit scene. Production on Marvel Studios' forthcoming third installment is currently underway. The sci-fi action comedy is scheduled to debut on May 5th, 2023. And, uh, oh, I guess he removed it or something? Anyway, this is where his Instagram post was, and you see him wearing his outfit for the movie. Now, Kim, I, I can't remember. I know you're big MCU fan. Were you a big fan of, of the guardians of the galaxy stuff? Huge fan of guardians of galaxy. Yes. What, yes. what did you think? Of, how did you think part two compared to part one? I, it was lesser for me. Part, part one, absolutely fantastic. My favorite part two. It was something about the flow that didn't work for me. However, I love Kurt Russell and I love the chemistry that he had with Chris Pratt. And so that was a huge plus and Mantis, Let's Love get Mantis. more Mantis. Let's get more Mantis. She's the therapist we all need. Like, can you just touch and be like, I feel your energy is off today. Um, I actually loved it, but not as much as the first one. If they could come back to the the glory of the first one, that would be really cool for me. So, but I'm super excited either way. And, and by the way, I, apparently Stallone's post is now taken down. Uh-oh. Because he actually had a picture of himself on set wearing it. I was going to show it to everybody because it was there a little while ago, but it appears to be gone now. Oh God, I got to check that. I follow him. So yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm going to have to look into that, but still he's there. He's on, he's returning. Listen, I like as much Stallone as I can get. So bring on more Stallone. I love it. So question is for you guys. What do you think about Sylvester Stallone appearing more in guardians and guardians three? He's already shared pictures of him on set. Uh, maybe we'll uh, see those pop back out in line again or not. I'm not sure yet. Maybe he got them taken down. I don't know. Whatever you guys think, jump down into the comments section below and let us know your thoughts. Okay, guys. Uh, with that down, let's do one more off the top, and that is this. You guys remember a short time ago, I mean, I th it might have just been yesterday or a couple of days ago, that... One of my most highly anticipated movies coming in the next couple of years, Patty Jenkins' Rogue Squadron. I love the concept for Rogue Squadron. I mean, there's a few Star Wars projects I'm looking forward to more. Uh, Acolyte is one I'm looking forward to a little bit more, but I mean, not many others. I'm looking forward to Obi-Wan, looking forward to Soka, looking forward to Andor, looking forward to, obviously, Boba Fett and Mandalorian and all that kind of stuff, but I was really excited for Rogue One. And then they announced that Rogue One will not make its production start date because of scheduling conflicts, which of course is total BS because you can't tell me, oh, Patty Jenkins and Kathleen Kennedy didn't have calendars. They, they didn't know. They don't have like Google Calendar on their phone. They don't have agents and managers and things like that. They really didn't know what their schedules were. So I, I said, when this whole thing broke, I said, listen, I'm telling you right now, it has nothing to do with scheduling conflicts. This is creative differences. This is once again Kathleen Kennedy, who I think is a first ballot Hall of Famer producer. She is. Steven Spielberg calls her the most gifted producer of all time. I believe him. He's right. But her main struggle trying to run Lucasfilm has been the fact that she has consistently failed to get on the same page with her directors. 
constantly. We've seen it's been this massive turnover all the time. And I wasn't surprised to hear that, you know, oh yeah, Patty Jenkins this is probably creative differences. Well, now there are actual reports going around that it was indeed creative differences. Uh, there's a report going around right now that former, he used to be the um, the editor for The Hollywood Reporter. And he now, uh, Matthew Baloney, if I'm, if I'm remembering it correctly, and he now runs Puck, and he was basically saying that yes, it's problems with the production. It says, this is what it says here, and I'm reading this off from our friends over at Cinema Blend, who say, the latest update about Rogue Squadron comes to us from Puck with journalist Matthew Baloney citing unnamed contacts close to the production. According to the report, Patty Jenkins simply hasn't been able to agree on a script for the upcoming blockbuster with Lucasfilm execs. While fans are hoping the project still comes to fruition, it's unclear if or when that'll actually happen given this setback. And that comes to us from the folks over at uh, Cinema Blend. All right, look, I'll tell you right now. I am, number one, not surprised. Not surprised to hear this at all. This is absolutely to be expected. This is par for the course. This is Josh Trank all over again. This is... Um, um, uh, who are the the animation guys? Uh, something in Miller. Uh Phil Lord. Lord Miller. Thank yeah. you, Ray. Lord Miller. This is Lord Miller all over again. This is Colin Trevorrow all over again. This is the, the same problems they had on Rogue One all over again. How on earth and why are you announcing directors and announcing projects and that announcement they made for Rogue One, for, for Rogue Squadron, I should say, mm -hmm. where... Patty Jenkins is on the runway and she puts on an X-Wing gear and she walks like down the runway and there's actually a physical life-size X-Wing sitting there. And it got every... How do you do that when you guys haven't even agreed upon a story yet? How does that happen? How does it happen that you have all these plans and you're making these announcements, you have time to go out and shoot this production on a runway... But you haven't even decided that you've agreed on a story yet. And this is this cut-paste repeat of the executorship of Kathleen Kennedy. She's done a lot of good things. She has. I know people who don't like Kathleen Kennedy, it's like garlic to vampires. No, oh, no, don't give <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy any credit. No. But it's true. She has done a number of very good things. But the most important job she has, being on the same page with her directors... Before you start making announcements and setting release dates and all this kind of stuff, this has happened again and again and again. And I'll tell you right now, my guess, no insider information, pure guess, I don't think this movie's even going to happen. Oh, I don't think this movie's even going to happen. If you've got to pull a production date at this point, I can see both Kennedy and Jenkins just saying no and walking away from it. And it's just, again, it's the same thing. I look, you look disappointed, but I don't I, know. Um, like, what do you think? Do you think we're going to see this movie? If, do you actually think with all this drama, we still might see this movie? Come on, ladies, get it together. Um, I, I look, I'm coming from a place of optimism. I do think we're going to see it come together. You know why? Because Star Wars is much more than a cash cow. It means a lot to a lot of people. The world that it opens up, all the new films, when they're done right, they really open up our imaginations and go um, where we've always wanted it to go. And so 
it's too to me it's too precious to let it go <laughs> i feel like i just want to break out an r&b song about like saving star wars right now like please get it together ladies because this is this can be really wonderful this can be really wonderful but you've got to learn and evolve and and work with people and and everyone's got to step up their game to make a film happen i mean it's very intimate quarters you're working super long hours you're on location sometimes you're you're working with these people more than you even see your family Step up your game, get it together because it means a lot to the fans, and we want to see this. Uh, and again, I just why announce it if you haven't decided on, if you haven't even agreed yet on um, an actual story yet? That is the part that really confuses me and it confounds me. Anyway, guys, question is for you. Reports are now coming out that uh, it's actually creative differences, which is what we kind of predicted it was going to be. How do you feel about this? Do you think this is just a bump in the road and they'll get this back on track? I'll keep my fingers crossed that that's what's going to happen. Are you more pessimistic like me and think, not nah, this thing ain't even going to happen now? I don't know. However you guys are feeling about this, jump down into the comments section below and let us know your thoughts. Okay, guys. Before we go into our main topics here today, I thought since we have Ray and Kim here in the studio, I thought we'd do something kind of fun. I thought we could do something kind of fun. We're going to play a game. Ray, you got your, uh, your 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 big competitive face on. You look like you're filled with confidence. This is going to be fun for Kim, not me. As long as, your ne- as long as your next words are not, it's called Squid Game. No, 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 it is not called Squid Game. But we're going to play a little game. And, and there's something at stake here. So I got on our community tab on the YouTube channel earlier today and I let our audience, it was, I only had it up for like five minutes and then I pulled it down, (laughs) but I let people know we are going to be doing a little game today. And what is on the line here is this special Aquaman, Arthur Curry, uh, Funko pop (laughs) that is going to be autographed by myself, Kim and Ray. And we said, there's going to be a little game today. And one of you guys are going to win this. And I told you, if you want to get in on this, email me. And a bunch of emails came in. So here's what's happening. Today, Ray is going to be the champion for Lindahl Irvin. Lindahl Irvin, Rob, uh, or Ray, is your, that's the person you're the champion of today. I'm sorry, Lindahl. And Kim (laughs) is going to be representing our viewer, Boyd Franson. So Ray is representing our viewer, uh, Lindell Irvin. Kim is representing Boyd Franson. And whichever one of them, if Kim wins, Boyd gets the Funko. I shall fight for you, Boyd. <laughs> if Ray wins, <laughs> Lindahl gets, gets the uh, Arthur oh, Curry pop. I feel pop. so bad for you. <laughs> so here's how the game's going to go. We're going to play a little game of what I call box office bully. The game is simple. I'm going to bring up an image that has three movie posters on them. And all the movies are from 2008, 2008. And all you guys have to do is guess which of the three movies made the most money at the domestic box office, not worldwide, the domestic box. You just got to take a guess which of the three made the most money at the domestic box office. All right. Then we'll go through five rounds. Whoever has the most points at the end of those five rounds will win the game. And then either Lindahl or Boyd We'll be getting our Funko Boyd, Pop. Are Boyd, you guys ready? Boyd, Boyd. <laughs> yeah. Okay, here we go. Congratulations, Boyd. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ray loses confidence. <laughs> All right, here we go. Round number one is this, and you guys feel free to play along at home as well. Our first three movies that you got a guess from from 2008 that made the most money is 
either Step Brothers, one of my all-time favorite comedies, Pineapple Express, a major popular comedy, or the Shia LaBeouf film Eagle Eye. Ray, you'll go. You'll guess first this round. Which of these three movies made the most money? Just because I went to go see it, I'm going to say Pineapple Express. Okay, Ray is going for Pineapple Express. Kim, you've got the guess now between Step Brothers, Pineapple Express, and Eagle Eye. You are allowed to choose the same one. Which one do you think made the most money? I'm going to go with Step Brothers because this was the height of the Will Ferrell craze. All right, so, let's take yeah. a look. Which one made you said, which one did you say again? Wait, you said Pineapple Express? Yep. And you said <laughs> Step Brothers. The real big one was Eagle Eye. Oh my God. <laughs> Eagle Eye <laughs> made $101.2 million <laughs> at the domestic box office. Pineapple Express made the least, it made $87.3 million. And Step Brothers made in the middle at $100 million. Oh, so no points for anybody. I'm going to send that Funko Pop to Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the no, one, no one won't hear. <laughs> Funko Pop is going to Shia LaBeouf. Okay. Let's get on to round number two. It is 0-0. Lindahl and Boyd both have no points. Okay. We're going to go into round number two now. And our three movies for round number two, again, all movies from 2008, are going to be... Hellboy 2, The Golden Army, Get Smart with Steve Carell and Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Anne Hathaway, or Adam Sandler's You Don't Mess with the Zohan. These are all three (laughs) big ones. (laughs) Kim, your options are Hellboy 2, Get Smart, or Don't Mess with the Zohan. Which one made the most money out of those three? I'm going to say Get Smart. Okay. Kim is going to go with Get Smart. Not a bad guess. Ray, we're looking at Hellboy 2, Get Smart, and Don't Mess with the Zohan. Which one are you going with? Again, I'm only going with the one I went to go see, and that's <laughs> Don't Mess with the Zohan. Okay, come on. Say Hellboy. Right. Sandler, Sandler could make some money, I think. All right, here we go. We got Get Smart for Kim, Don't Mess with the Zohan with Ray. The answer is Get Smart. Oh. Oh. Get Smart. Kim gets on the scoreboard first. Get Smart made 130.3 million. Uh, Don't mess with the Zohan is second on this list with 100. Hellboy 2 made 76 million dollars. Wow, All right, only 76 million. I got you, Boyd. Kim I is in the you. lead. Boyd, Boyd is out front now yeah. to to get this thing. All right, let's move on to round number three. We're crossing the halfway point here. Our third round. Our three movies are Mamma Mia the movie, Mark Wahlberg's classic M Night movie The Happening. Or good Canadian kid Hayden Christensen's Jumper, which, by the way, oh, I appear in Jumper. I mean, a couple of what? scenes. Yeah, I was an extra on Jumper. So I was, uh, it was it was one of the first movies I was ever, ever an extra on. Anyway, oh, at any rate. So Mamma Mia, The Happening, or Jumper. Ray, you're up first this time. Oh, man. Which I one of these the three happening, made the most but, movie? I love The Happening, but oh, <laughs> I'm going to go with Mamma Mia. Just all right. because it was like all over the news. Mamma Mia. Okay, Ray is going with Mamma Mia. Kim, you got Mamma Mia, The Happening, or Jumper. Which one are you going to go with? I'm going to say The Happening because we still were very hopeful, and I still am, of what M. Night Shyamalan could do. All right. And so. Okay, so we got Ray who's saying oh, Mamma no. Mia. Kim is saying the happening. the happening. And the one that made the most money was actually... Mamma Mia! By a mile, Mamma Mia made 144.1 million. The Happening made 64 million. Jumper made 80. And Ray raises back to tie things up. Oh my gosh. Got one point. 
He's surging. Lindahl is back in this race. Okay, we got two rounds left to go here. Two rounds left to go. And we are going to go over to round number four. Our three movies are Twilight, the first one. Uh, my movie co-starring a few other actors, The Incredible Hulk. Oh, yeah. And Madagascar 2, Escape from Africa. These are all 2008 films. It's a Kim, Ra Ray went first last time, so we got Twilight, The Incredible Hulk, or Madagascar 2. Which one made the most money? Your girl sat in the rain for Twilight, so I'm going to say... <laughs> you sat in the I rain? For hours. Twilight. All right, Kim is going with <laughs> Twilight. Ray, again, you got Twilight, The Incredible Hulk, or Madagascar. Which one are you going for? I'm going to have to agree. It's Twilight. Okay, so we got two votes for Twilight. Either way, this round is still going to be tied. The answer is Madagascar oh 2. Oh what? Madagascar what? 2 <laughs> what? made 170. Now, remember, as we stipulate at the beginning, this is domestic numbers. Oh, Madagascar domestic 2, numbers. the kids' movie, made $175.6 million. Dang. Uh, whereas Twilight, not far behind, it made 170.6. The Hulk made 134.8. So we are still tied. One wow. apiece going into the final I round. Is Lidal or Boyd going to come out on top here? We will find out now as we head into the final question. The final round today, our three movies are Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. James Bond, Quantum of Solace. Ooh. Or Jack Black, Ben Stiller, Robert Downey Jr.'s Tropic Thunder. Uh, who guessed first last time? I, can't I guessed remember. first. Okay, so Ray, it's on you right now. Oh, You're looking Dude. at Indiana Jones, King of the Crystal Skull, Quantum of Solace, Tropic Thunder. Which one made the most out of those three? I haven't seen any of these movies, so <laughs> let's see. The funniest poster is Tropic Thunder. So I'm going to go with that one. Ray, and I'm based, sorry, Lloyd, Lindell, Lloyd. Based on very sound Lloyd. logic and reasoning, I like the post the most. Which one did you see? You went Tropic Thunder. Yeah. So, Kim, now it's on you. Again, you got the three. Indiana Jones, Kim Crystal Skull, Quantum of Solace, or Tropic Thunder. Which one are you going for, Kim? Indiana Jones. You're going to go with Indiana Jones. Here we go. For the win. Pretty sure. Indiana yeah, Jones made $317.1 million at the domestic box office. Tropic Thunder made 110.5, whereas Quantum of Solace made 165.2, which means our winner today is Kim, yeah. and her viewer that she's representing is Boyd Franson. So, Boyd, uh, I'll be emailing you, Boyd, a little bit later today Yay, to, get your, uh, to get your address and everything, and we'll be shipping out an Aquaman... Funko Pop, and that's our game for the day. Hey, guys, this is the first time we did something like this. Let us know if you thought this was fun or if we should not do this again. But I had fun doing it. They probably don't want it. Don't want to do it again with me on. So fun. Well, you are the champion well, of Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Ray winning gifts for Shia LaBeouf on this. All right. With that down, guys, let's move on to our main topics today, shall we? And how do we select our main topics here on the John Campia Show? Well, it's really simple. You see, you guys come up with them. Whenever you come across a big topic issue or story that you guys feel we need to cover as a main topic here on the show, just go anytime 24-7 over to www.thejohncampiashow.com slash contact. Once you guys get there, you're going to see a form. Fill it out or fill it out with your topic or question. It's totally free. Hit submit. And then maybe, just maybe, you might see your submission featured as a main topic here on the John Campia Show. With that down, Kim? 
What is our first main topic today? All right, guys, our first main topic comes from Sam Sprill. He says, greetings, John and crew. Disney Plus Day definitely got me excited for the projects ahead from Pixar, Disney Animation, Marvel Studios, National Geographic, and Walt Disney Pictures. Release titles of their upcoming shows. Expect, he must admit, except, except for Lucasfilm, which only featured one show. How can such a big studio only announce one project? Find it very odd that this happened. What are your thoughts? All right. Thanks a lot for sending that in, Sam. Yeah. So I, Disney Plus Day, I've gone through like a roller coaster the last over the weekend about how I ultimately felt about Disney Plus Day. It was really fun to watch you do it live and read the tweet. That was like, that was really fun. It was fun like, doing it until yeah. they pulled it down until yeah. YouTube pulled it <laughs> offline. Yeah. It was great until you, I fully expected YouTube to pull it down. No problems. It's fine. But, but even from the get go, I remember as we were looking at the schedule and we saw, okay, social media stuff and then 8 a.m. Pixar presentation, 8 45 a.m. MCU presentation. Where's the star Wars presentation? No star Wars presentation. Really? That was a little odd. This is Star Wars. So I thought, okay, that's fine. We're going to get a whole bunch of um we're going to get a whole bunch of small Star Wars announcements within the social media thing, right? But we really didn't. I mean, they announced that Boba Fett, a 21-minute documentary about the history of the character Boba Fett was already up and online at Disney Plus. That's fine. And then they dropped that little Obi-Wan sizzle that we had already seen the day before because that had already kind of come out and was leaked the day before. And I personally liked the Obi-Wan sizzle, but a lot of people were unhappy because there was like no real footage. I mean, the, the show is shot. It's done. They're done production. They're doing post-production on it now. So you thought they would have so shown some footage, whatever they showed some concept art, the concept art still gave us a lot of really interesting things. So I kind of dug that. But then they went through the whole thing and you realize that was it. And then I thought, well, there must be a surprise. There's going to be a surprise Star Wars thing that we weren't expecting. Like, they're going to finish the MCU presentation. And then, you know, Kathy Kennedy's going to come out with Ewan McGregor and say, oh, you didn't think that was all we had, did you? You didn't think we'd not do something for Star Wars, did you? But they didn't. They didn't. Nothing about the book of Boba Fett, nothing about Mandalorian season three or Ahsoka, or... nothing about Ahsoka, nothing about Andor, nothing we, about, yeah. nothing about the acolyte, all these things that they have either already shot in production or, or in pre-production already. None of it didn't even breathe a word of any of it. Now, I don't want to be one of these guys, which I am apt to being, that reads too much into something. But let's take a look at what the folks over at Variety had to say. They said the following. Lucasfilm's presence was also surprisingly muted for, for Disney Plus's day, given the scope of the company's announcements for the streamer last year. To build anticipation for the Book of Boba Fett in December, the company debuted Under the Helmet, The Legacy of Boba Fett, a 21-minute retrospective documentary on the iconic character. But the series didn't showcase any actual footage from the shows. There were no mentions, let alone updates, of Andor, the Rogue One prequel series starring Diego Luna, or Ahsoka, the spinoff of The Mandalorian starring Rosario Dawson, or, again, or Mandalorian Season 3, or 
uh, the Acolyte, or any of that stuff. Nothing. And I'm going to tell you why I think that is. And let me preface this by saying this does not come from insider information. This is all based on my own fan speculation. But my fan speculation was absolutely right about the Kathleen Kennedy and Patty Jenkins thing. And I'm going to tell you what I think is going on here. This is very worrisome to me because I believe this is a sign that Lucasfilm is in complete disarray right now. I think Lucasfilm is in complete disarray. You can't do Disney Plus Day. When you go back to that Disney Investor Day meeting, they unveiled like 10 Star Wars projects. Like 10. They had so much to talk about. And now, with all these big plans for Disney, I mean, Mandalorian has been like your biggest thing. You got Book of Boba Fett, more Mandalorian, Ahsoka, all this, Andor, all this stuff coming. And on Disney Plus Day, with all these big Disney Plus things, look, all due respect to Chris Hemsworth and his abs and that National Geographic show he's doing, that looks interesting. Do you think 5% of the people watching the Disney Plus Day gave a rat's ass about Chris Hemsworth's abs climbing a mountain on National Geographic as they do about Mandalorian Season 3? I'm not saying nobody cared about it, and it did look pretty good. I mean, it had 100% of my excitement, but I get what you're saying about everybody else, though. (laughs) I am absolutely sure it did get a lot of excitement from people. But here's the thing. Way more people were sitting there hoping to see. And and like the Will Smith Nat Geo thing they did. That also looks pretty interesting. I thought that there would be something with Hayden Christensen. Like, I'm so excited to come back. This is how I feel. This is, I thought at least there would be some, um, if not footage, at least some commentary from Rosario Dawson, you know. How can you not put Rosario Dawson on camera? The fan casting to this is how I feel. You know, obviously we've seen her before, but having her be in the spotlight with her own show. I was surprised that there was like nothing. Nothing other than an Obi-Wan thing that leaked the day before. And we already now know about the turmoil going on with Rogue Squadron. And again, I I cannot say this is fact. I absolutely 100% cannot say this is fact. So please hear that. But understanding the way Kathy Kennedy has run this company... And again, I am a big fan of Kathleen Kennedy, uh, Kathleen Kennedy as a producer, first ballot Hall of Famer as far as I'm concerned. But guess what? Just because Wayne Gretzky was the greatest hockey player of all time does not mean he was the right guy to coach an NHL team. Just because you're amazing at one thing doesn't mean you're amazing at the other. Well, they're both hockey, but they're two different things. Coaching a team is different than being the greatest player in the world. And Kathleen Kennedy being a producer and and she's one of the best that's ever done it. But that and now actually being the executive in charge of the co- uh, of the company, it's two different roles and she has not done a great job. At least when it comes to this sort of thing and when you hear about the the turmoil with with uh, now with Patty Jenkins that they haven't even agreed on a story yet. And it's Disney Plus Day, there's no way they don't talk about their Star Wars stuff. I am left with nothing else but to speculate that whole place is probably a dumpster fire right now. Lucasfilm is probably in complete disarray. You remember they tried to do that whole, 
they made this big push for their High Republic era stuff and they put out all the High Republic books. Nobody, I read the first one, not bad, but nobody's talking about High Republic. Nobody is talking about High Republic. And I just think we are very close to hearing about the departure of Kathleen Kennedy. I think we're getting close. I, I don't know. Do you agree? Do you disagree? What do you think? I sure hope not. Um, who would come in her place that you think is qualified to turn the ship around? I mean, they'll get somebody. They'll get somebody whose name we never probably even heard of. It'll probably just be a very good studio executive, somebody whose name does not go in the headlines. I mean, I would love John Favreau because John Favreau. I was just gonna say that actually. <laughs> yeah, be, yeah, because when you look at Favreau. Here's the thing. The way he has run Mandalorian, he has run it like a studio executive. He has different directors for all the episodes, and he shepherds the overall thing. He's been training Dave Filoni about how to direct, how to direct live action. He has worked with all these great directors, and he shepherds the whole thing. Now, I'm not saying it's going to be Jon Favreau, but I, for one would be pretty happy to hear it was John Favreau because he has shown he can kind of fulfill that kind of role. And then if he wants to, he can still step in. Cause I remember, you know, like Rob, Rob would say sometimes, and he'd, he'd make a really good point. He would say that, well, John Favreau still wants to be creative. He doesn't just want to be an executive. Right. But I point you to Pixar. Pixar's chief executives still get in there and write the stories and will direct some of the films. Sometimes John Lasseter did it. Peter doctor does it. So there's no reason at all that like a uh, John Favreau couldn't step in there, run the whole ship, and still get involved and direct some individual projects if he wanted to. But again, I I doubt it'll be Favreau. Probably an unknown name, but I'd be down for it either way. Question is for you guys: What do you think about the complete absence of Star Wars stuff from the Disney Plus day? I fear it means that there's a lot of chaos and turmoil going on at Lucasfilm, but maybe I'm wrong. There might be a completely different situ uh, explanation for it. Don't know. Questions for you guys. What do you think about that? Jump down into the comment section below and let us know your thoughts. All right, guys. With that down, let's move on to main topic number two, shall we? Kim, what is our second main topic today? All righty. This comes from Irrelevant and Beyond. I agree with you about the simple format of the Disney Plus Day event. However, I'd be lying if I said I didn't feel a little underwhelmed afterwards. Both big presentations totaled less than 20 minutes, and that included nearly 10 minutes of recap footage of previous MCU shows. Also, they only shared these first looks on Disney Plus. It seems like an odd marketing move to only show new footage to existing subscribers. Why would they do that? And what were your general thoughts about the event? All right. Thanks, thanks a lot for saying that irrelevant. Uh, and, and listen, I, I mentioned a little bit before that the Disney Plus Day, I'm kind of, I'm going on a bit of a roller coaster. Because one of the things that I really did like, because remember, we're all coming off of DC Fandom Part 2. And I thought that was a dumpster fire. I thought that was terrible. Especially coming off of DC Fandom last year, which I actually thought was really good. And so... Disney Plus decided to try a different format. Release a bunch of stuff just on social media. Like every five minutes, something new would drop. And then for the bigger, more anticipated stuff, you do these video presentations, right? And that was actually, I thought, a pretty good idea. And I like the format. 
Because instead of sitting through, okay, 15 minutes of Cam Newton talk, trying to sell his DC-themed hats, oh, now we're going to talk about <laughs> uh, golden boots, and now we're going to kill more time. Instead of that, you know, we could just we could just have our Twitter feed open and seeing these new announcements coming, I thought that was pretty interesting. And then we'll do these presentations. I, I'm curious, Kim, what was your overall impression? Did you watch the DC or the uh, the Disney Plus Day stream? Yeah, what did I sure you, did. How did you think about it? What did you think of it? Well, not only, you know, I liked it. I'm a simple gal. Um, but what I, what I liked the most was their um, ambition in trying to make it a more holistic experience. For example, they had at AM, uh, over 200 AMC theaters, they had $5 uh, Disney movies. It was going to be a surprise presentation. After the movie, you got a commemorative poster at, uh, I believe, over 800 Target locations. They had live events and giveaways. They had discounts on Funko Pop. Like, it was um, it was more than just sitting in front of your computer. I actually was trying to make it out <laughs> to a Target. Um, uh, to I, was, I wanted to, like, get in on the action. I like events, and I like experiencing, like, so many different ways to experience something. And so... Um, I like their ambition for it. I like that they didn't just stop right there and go, here's 20 minutes. I mean, look, Disney Plus is new, okay? Disney, they're new to the streaming game. The streaming game itself is a totally new, well, we're getting into it, but new concept. So they're two years in. So I feel like they're going to learn from this. And um, I think they're going to listen to the fans and go, okay, all right, we need a little bit more. We need next year. Let's take it a little bit further. But I actually thought they were pretty, um, pretty ambitious, but I would have liked to see a little bit more. Yeah. And that's, that's where, again, my thought, because when, when the stream ended, I was like, well, that was pretty good because I really like the format. I like the mm -hmm. idea of the format. But the more I started to think about it, it's like, well, yeah, we really didn't get much. Like even the She-Hulk stuff was very, very short. The Moon Knight stuff was very, very short. Half of what they showed us for Hawkeye was stuff we already saw in previous trailers. And here's the kicker. And, you know, they made a really good job uh, pointing this out. This comes to us from the folks over at Screen Rant who wrote the following. Unlike the teaser trailers and clips for relatively smaller announcements, Disney Plus's biggest reveals hid behind paywalls. The Obi-Wan Kenobi footage and first looks at upcoming Marvel shows were exclusively released on Disney Plus, which required a subscription to be unlocked. This move was made in response to the drastically slow increase in subscriber numbers, a mere two million in one quarter, and a sharp drop in Disney stock. See, I didn't even think about that till I read that on Screen Rant. That's like, oh yeah. If you were somebody that was thinking about getting Disney Plus, and you know this MCU presentation's coming up, oh, you don't get to watch the MCU presentation. That's only for people who are already a subscriber to Disney Plus. And then once we did watch it, there really wasn't much there. So I've kind of changed my thoughts on that a bit. Now, I don't feel like some outlets that feel like, like this is from Screen Rant, they're saying Disney Plus Day was an unadulterated disaster. I don't know that I agree with that. I, I wouldn't call the entire day a complete unadulterated disaster. I, th I thought it was better than that. But I think I have gone from being, hey, yeah, I kind of liked it, to realizing, no, I really like the format overall as a content exhibition. It was very underwhelming. 
it was actually very underwhelming. Cool, we got to see the new title card for Ms. Marvel. Cool, we got to see the new title card for, I don't know, what was it, Diary of Create a Wicked Kid? Create some buzz. Give yeah. us something to go, dude, did you see on the Disney Plus thing? Did you see the thing they did with the guy? You know, like... Give us something, um, create some buzz. And also, I agree with you that it shouldn't have been just for subscribers. Have a little something to entice people so your friends can go, oh, well, if you would have subscribed, you would have seen the extra footage. You would have seen the additional thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's something to learn from. It could have been. Yeah, and I think you, I think you nailed it. It's something to learn Give from. Give me some buzz, man. Again, I think they're onto something with the format. Incorporate yeah. social media drops for little quick things, boom, boom, boom. Mm -hmm. Then do a significant presentation, and maybe don't leave Star Wars out. Maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> just a you don't Star leave Wars. Star Wars out of it. I don't know. That's just my thought. Anyway, question is for you guys. What did you think about the Disney Plus day? I, I don't believe it was an unadulterated disaster. I thought it was still pretty good. Definitely cool idea with the way they formatted it. Just give us a little bit more content. I mean, if you're telling us to get excited for this and you're telling us to set your day aside and join us for this, maybe make it worth joining you for. I don't know. What do you guys think about it? Jump down into the comment section below and let us know your thoughts. Okay, guys. With that down, let's move on to main topic number three, shall we? Kim, what is our third main topic today? All right. Kent Rhodes says, hi, John and crew. A couple of friends in mine and me watched Red Notice, and we all laughed at how bad it was. So I thought a tweet I saw was fake that said it was Netflix's number one opening for any movie in its history. So I have to ask. What does it say when a movie this bad pulls in these kinds of numbers? All right. Thanks a lot for sending that in, man. And yeah, first of all, Red Notice is a movie that they've been talking about for a long time. I, I remember when it made headlines that we were going to get Gal Gadot, we were going to get Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and my current favorite movie star in the world, good Canadian kid Ryan Reynolds, <laughs> uh, appearing in this movie together. Now, I was always a little bit apprehensive because it is going to be a Netflix original nine times out of ten. And I'm not using hyperbole here. Nine times out of 10, a Netflix original movie suck. You get the odd exception, Irishman, Old Guard, uh, and there are a number of others. There are definitely exceptions, but it's like nine out of 10, they're terrible. But hey, two of my favorite stars in the world, three of the biggest movie stars in the world, maybe. Then the trailers came out. And I'm not going to lie, I didn't think the trailers were great. I, I personally yeah. didn't wasn't all terribly excited about the trailers but still decided to go and, you know, we'll see how it goes. Well, the reviews started to come out and the reviews were not great. I think the last I checked, it was in the thirties. They had had uh, a thing in the thirties. Not great. I mean, not the worst thing in the world. It means 30, I think it was at 38%. So 38 out of every hundred critics liked it, you know, 62 out of every hundred didn't. So it is what it is. Kind of soured me on it a little bit, but then news came out from Netflix that, yeah, it was the number one movie debut ever on Netflix. This comes to us from the folks over at Joe Blow who wrote the following. Per Netflix, Red Notice had the biggest opening day for a film in Netflix film history. Keep in mind, this declaration was made without giving any data to back it up, so we are going to just have to take their word for it. I can't imagine Netflix would make such a claim without having the proof in the numbers, but... 
This can be the frustrating thing about reporting streaming success. Streamers aren't necessarily transparent with their numbers, so this is a bit of an inconsistency when touting a triumph such as this one. That being said, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Ryan Reynolds, good Canadian kid, and Gal Gadot uh, both shared the news on their respective Twitter pages. And yeah, he's right. So we had all three of them get on Twitter and start, and so it's clearly a coordinated effort. We are awesome. Yes, we are. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it is. The, uh, we're awesome post. It was all the same messaging. The number one biggest rated movie ever debuting on Netflix. That was the coordinated, which makes me kind of think they decided to write that before they even got the numbers. But let's just go with, so let's just take it for what it is. Putting Joe Blow's skepticism aside for a second, and there's nothing wrong with a little bit of healthy skepticism, but could putting Joe Blow's skepticism aside for just a second, let's assume that it is the number one opening day movie on, on Netflix ever. With the fact that it was poorly reviewed, not not horrible, not horrible, but it, it leaned more negative, you know, around 38%, not much lower than Eternals. What does that tell us? You know, they, they asked in the question online, they say, what is this telling us when a movie that's badly reviewed that they thought was really bad? I've heard from some people on the show that they actually liked it. I've heard from a lot of people that they didn't like it. So whatever. So how does a movie that's, negatively reviewed bunch of people didn't like it all that much how is it the number one thing what's the message we take away from that here's my guess on it i think the message is this movie stars still matter there you go movie stars still matter i think a lot of people including me including me have talked a lot over the last couple of years is that you know gone are the days when the big movie star will make the movie a hit and and, and that is true to a point but there is literally no other explanation for a movie like Red Notice that didn't get the best reviews, not the best buzz, but it's got Ryan Reynolds, Drain the Rock, Johnson, and Gal Gadot in it. It's got, you know, Deadpool, Black Adam, and Wonder Woman all in the movie. That's the message here, is that as much as we, including myself, like to pretend, like, we know the movies. Nah, movie stars still matter. They matter. Ray, uh, let, let me ask. Let me ask you. Uh, when and when you're thinking about watching a movie, I'm just curious. I know if it's over 90 minutes, you don't want to see it. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. I'm like the, whenever I ask Ray if he wants to go to a movie, the very first question he asked me and Ann is, "How long is it?" <laughs> and, if it's, and if it's like anywhere close to two hours, the answer is the same. No, nah, man. Wow. <laughs> that, that's usually. But how long? Me, how long is the show today? Yeah, but when you. <laughs> Oh, and I lost Ray's Aww. camera. Oh no, we lost Ray's camera. Ray, we, scoot over here. But we no. still have we still have Ray's audio here. But let me ask, when when thinking about checking out a movie, does does who is in it? Does that appeal? To, is does that oh, at all work oh, into yeah, your definitely. decision? Yeah, definitely. I actually watched Red Notice last night. Kind oh, of, you did? Kind of. <laughs> it was in the background while I was doing work, but um, you know, it. I actually thought it was there was some charm to it. There was like some funny stuff I was hearing, but. I, I can't really give you a a full review of it. Like well, a, no, no, of course not. But but I, you know, nothing really bothered me about it. But that but there was the names in it. Yeah, it was the names, drew. definitely the names. Because when they were fighting, I was like, okay, that's Wonder Woman against Green Lantern and Black Adam. <laughs> yeah, only you would say Green <laughs> then, Lantern and, instead of well, because you know, let's keep it within the <laughs> let's keep it within the family. So every time she came on and she was fighting, I would do the Wonder Woman music out loud because I was. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I like it. All right. Yeah. What about you, Kim? Like, do, do the names in a movie kind of attract you or not to, to whether you see it? Absolutely. But here's here's the funny thing that it reminded me of immediately because it was three people and it, it came up in my head. It reminds me of the little things with Denzel Washington, Rami Malek and Jared Leto right. on HBO. Yep. On streaming, it did very well. After we saw it, but it was not good. We were like, "You had these three incredible actors, and you did that. You insult me with your presence." You know, it's it's not necessarily about um, the word of mouth when the stars are that big. All it takes to get in the door is the stars. Now, from there. The responsibility is on the filmmakers, and that's where you're either going to amaze or disappoint. So they got you in the door with The Rock. You had me at The Rock, okay? <laughs> um, you had me with my girl Gal Gadot. Um, and then Ryan Reynolds, who doesn't want to be in a better mood? Like Ryan Reynolds, for some reason, like just the way he is, his screen presence, his humor, it just puts me in a better mood. These three people, who's not going to want to tune into that? Now, what happens after that? I don't, I don't know, you right. know, and, and so far people aren't like, this was amazing, but they got you in the doggone door. So question is for you guys, Red Notice, according to Netflix is their number one first day movie ever, despite the fact that it's only got mediocre reviews, by the way, the, a lot of people have written to me say, John, I just saw this movie and I didn't like it at all, but it's got like a 92% audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Remember Rotten Tomatoes audience ratings are only valid if they're verified ratings. So for movies now, theatrical movies, Rotten Tomatoes can verify if somebody submitting a review for it or a score actually saw the movie or not because they cross-reference it with their Fandango account to see if they actually bought tickets to it. They have no verification for things that are on TV or Netflix or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So anybody, like a 10,000 Dwayne The Rock Johnson fans, can just rush over to Rotten Tomatoes without having even seen the movie and just put five stars, five stars, oh, you know, perfect, 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 right? Which, well, I'm not saying that's absolutely what happened. I'm just saying that's why until they put into place that verified system, I've never paid attention to Rotten Tomatoes audience scores unless they're verified. But just take that in consideration. Question is for you guys. What do you think about this? Red Notice is the number one film opening day that Netflix has ever had. What do you attribute that to? Do you think the trailers were awesome? I didn't, but maybe you thought the trailers were awesome. That's what got people to watch. Maybe you thought it sounded amazing. Or maybe you think like me that, you know what? Apparently movie stars still matter. And it was the fact that it was Ryan Reynolds, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and Gal Gadot. I don't know. What do you guys think about this? Jump down into the comment section below and let us know your thoughts. All right, guys. With that down, let's move on to main topic number four, shall we? Kim, what is our fourth main topic today? All right. This comes from Chris Herman. Hi, John. Finally. The day has come. Sony recently announced that the second Spider-Man No Way Home trailer is being revealed at a special fan event in L.A. with big surprises. What do you think these surprises are? Possibly a Toby and Andrew reveal. Also, do you think the trailer will be released online after it's shown at this event? Thanks and bring on the filthy. All right, th Chris, thanks for sending that in. Um, 
Big surprises, everybody. <laughs> big surprises. Big, big, big. <laughs> bigger than biggest. <laughs> Ain't nobody going to guess what these big surprises are. All right. All right. Okay. So let, let's look at this for a second. So, yes, tomorrow on Tuesday, this is a, an, an invitation that went out. And actually, a number of us had heard about this last week. But there is a trailer launch fan event with big surprises, it says, Tuesday, November 16th at 5 p.m. That's Pacific Los Angeles time. Doors open at 4 p.m. Seated by 445 at the Regal Sherman Oaks. Uh, seating is not guaranteed. And it is a first come, first serve basis. So apparently, like this is... If you want to go down there and get let's in go. line, right? You want to go, right? We'll go right now. Let's go. Let's. I got time. <laughs> we'll just go down and bring a tent and get in line. I love to, big surprises. To see a trip. Because everybody loves big surprises. So, so there it is. There's this big thing coming. Now, look, you guys know I have said for well over a year that if, if Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire because until about four months ago, I still didn't think they'd be in it. It wasn't until about four months ago that I started saying, you know what? Yeah, I think they're going to be in it. I can't. I mean, there's no proof that they're going to be in it. This is like four months ago. But I said, but you know what? I now believe they will be in it. But even though there's no proof for it. So who knows? We'll see. But even before that, I've said for ages that if Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire are going to be in this movie, they will be in a trailer. You bet your ass they'll be in a trailer. Now, we'll find out tomorrow if I was right or wrong. But I've said for a year, if they're in this movie, they'll be in the trailer because of this. This ain't show friends. It's show business, as Robert Meyer Burnett would say. It's show business. Sony makes movies. Sony and Marvel don't make movies to surprise audiences. They make movies to sell movie tickets. And I have said before, I will say it again, to channel my inner Ron Swanson, if Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire are in a Spider-Man No Way Home trailer, they will sell all the tickets. And again, I'm afraid that what you heard me say was <laughs> they will sell a lot of tickets. That's not what I said. Oh, no, 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 no. I said they will sell all the tickets. <laughs> They will all be gone. Ray, you'll like that. I said the other day, you'll have better chances finding a PS5. You'll have better chances finding a PS5 to buy than you will finding an opening weekend ticket for Spider-Man No Way Home. They don't have Andrew and Toby. I still think it can make like 150 million opening weekend, which will shatter the uh, pandemic era record that's currently held by Venom 2 at 90 million. That's the current record. I think without Toby and Andrew, it's going to make 150. But you put Toby and Andrew in this, not a lot of tickets. All the tickets. Well, how long's the movie, first of all? <laughs> <laughs> and of course, the question Ray's got to ask is, how long is the movie? Uh, we'll bring up Ray's shot anyway, even though you can't see it. No signal for his camera. We'll get that Aww. fixed for next time. But, but that's been the thing. It's like, why would you bring Toby and Andrew in and not majorly leverage that to sell a ton, ton, ton of movies. That doesn't mean you give away all the surprises, but you're not going to put them in this movie and then not advertise it. What do you think? Okay, Kate? playing devil's advocate, I have a question for you. And speaking of devil's advocate, this ties into my question, actually. Okay, this is so random, you guys, so please don't come for me. My mind just goes in different places. What if... What if... What if... What if... 
all the times that everybody involved has said, no, we're not in the film, we're not in the film, and they actually aren't. But we get a different surprise. For example, I know, and I don't know who this could be or how they could be in it. I know Keanu Reeves has been wanting to be in the MCU for There's the longest. There's been a lot of talk they about They want that. him in there. What if they're like, no, we were serious. Toby and Andrew aren't in it, but... But wait, we do have something amazing for you. And what if we get a different, like, cameo or person in it that's like, oh, shoot, I didn't know they were in this movie. Like, and now I'm so excited. Like, what if? Well, look. What are the chances? Okay, I'll, I'll say this. What are the chances? Let's let's break that into a couple parts. Number one, what are the chances that Toby and Andrew aren't in this? Yeah. I think pretty slim. Because reports, as soon as the story about this event came out, the reports started going around that, oh, guess what, guys? Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire just happen to be in town right now. They just happen to be in town right now. Not to mention, um, there was some story about some Spider-Man pictures going around online. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> but on, on top of all, I mean, look, everybody has known for a year and a half, except for people like me who were denying it, because I, I didn't think so for a long time till like four months ago. But... Almost everybody else in the world has known that Andrew Garfield and Tommy McGuire be in there. I will be shocked, shocked if they're not a part of this event and they don't announce Andrew Garfield and Tommy McGuire. I will be completely shocked. Of course, it's possible, but that doesn't mean it's an either or. You, they could very well introduce Andrew Garfield and Tommy McGuire, and then totally they'll be in the they'll be in the uh, the new trailer. But then there could be others. So what could some of those others be? I'm going to go, I'm going to name a couple of ones that are going to shock the world. Shock the world. Here's what I expect. Oh, here we go. All right, here we go. You heard it one, here first. <laughs> <laughs> one that won't surprise everybody, because I'm sure a lot of people are going to guess this one too. Uh, Venom. Tom yes. Holland Tom Holland will be at this event tomorrow. Oh, yeah, yes. I fully expect. Come on, Venom. Tom Holland that. will be at the event. Tom I mean, Holland. after the end Tom credit Hardy. scene, yeah, yeah, Hardy, yeah. Hardy will be there, and they and they may even show him in the trailer. They may not. I don't know, but I think Tom Hardy's going to so be there. Dope. That's so we're going to get uh, a little bit of that. I think it was already alluded to in the poster. Here's the next one. It was already, let me bring up this image again. You can see the dust in the background. I think Thomas Hayden Church is going to be there. Yes. Uh, they haven't shown him yet, but of course he's Sandman from Spider-Man 3. Mm -hmm. So I think we're going to get Thomas Hayden Church there. Everybody already knows about Jamie Foxx and Alfred Molina and, yeah. and Willem Dafoe is now confirmed because he's actually in the image. So, I mean, so that's no big surprise. But I'll tell you the other one. Here's the dark horse. There it is. Okay? <laughs> Hold on to your butts. Here's the dark horse. Please say, please say what I'm thinking of. Wild prediction about what I think we're going to see. Aaron Taylor Johnson as Craven the Hunter. Whoa! Oh, yeah. I didn't even think of that. I think we're gonna. I think Aaron Taylor Johnson. Uh, that, I again, didn't this, even think of that. Dude, I wanted Rhino. I wanted Rhino. I Paul Giamatti is Rhino. I just want another Rhino. I mean, not the one they had, but like maybe yeah. an appearance of Rhino. I, you know what? I totally forgot. I totally forgot about that. About uh, about Craven. Aaron Taylor yeah, Oh, dude! Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, I'm so, so okay, I'm driving to LA. That's that's just my that's just that's just, again that's my pure speculation. But if they're saying big surprises, and they have to know, while everybody will be excited, ain't nobody's going to be surprised that Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire come out on stage. <laughs> no one's going to be surprised by that. So if they're saying big surprises, I think Tom Hardy, 
I think a possibility of Thomas Hayden Church, but I think the one that would be the biggest surprise that would be dope would would be Aaron Taylor Johnson coming out. What about Miles Morales? See, I I a lot of people wonder about he's super hot right now, like like hot as in like yeah. But I think Sony wants to keep him in the Spider Man into the Spider Verse animated realm. Like they they just won an Academy Award for that. It was I think maybe the best Spider Man movie ever made. I don't think they're looking to bring Miles Morales live Mm, action. I, I could be wrong. I mean, okay. that could be a I big think, one. That's a good one, right? Actually, think Tom Holland will be watching TV, and and will <laughs> it'll he will pop up somewhere. He'll be walking by a uh, Best Buy with a big TV on display, and it'll be Miles Morales. Like we're gonna get Miles somewhere, is what I was I believe. I uh, and somebody who was it in the somebody in the live chat just said the best thing. Where did it go? It was oh yeah, Collins E writes in the live chat. But what about Mephisto? Yeah, of course. I mean, Mephisto. Mephisto. That's who Keanu Reeves is going to be. Dude, I'm telling you, bro. Let's go. Okay. All right. Well, what if none of this happens? Yeah. No. 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 Let me be. Let me have this. Let's back this up for a second. Let's actually go there for a minute. Let me be great. For months now, people have been writing in and asking the question, how pissed off? Are people going to be if Andrew and Toby aren't in it? And I would always say, well, you'd have no right to be pissed off because Marvel and Sony never said they were going to be in it. That's all just fans saying they would be in it. So if you want to get pissed off that they're not in it, you got nobody to blame but yourself. Be that as it may. Now we've got this event and they're saying big surprises. Big surprises. Bigger than biggest. What if what if no Andrew, no Toby, no Keanu, no Thomas, no Aaron Taylor Johnson? What if like the big surprise is Yakov Smirnoff is back as Rent Guy? Remember Rent Guy from the original Spider-Man's movie? No. You have my Rent played by Yakov Smirnoff. Oh, what if yeah. that's the big surprise? What if it's something like that? Like, how pissed off will the world be? Although I'm, I'm sure there's probably going to be a lot of people that would be very excited to see Rent Guy come back. But, but oh, okay, Connor in the live chat saying his actual name is Mr. Dick, uh, Ditchkovich. Mr. Ditchkovich. Thank you, Connor, for putting that in there. But Ozzy, what if like, he's the only guy that's there? What if he's the only one? That, how <laughs> badly upset would people be? People will burn things. Like, you think people got, <laughs> people got mad after Disney Plus Day? Oh my God, they'll be ripe. They'll be so ripe. So I don't know, guy. I mean, by the way, I should kind of point out here. Let's let's bring this up quick. I should point out that a brand new official Spider-Man poster, Spider-Man No Way Home poster did get released. Um, I mean, it's not terribly different from the other one, right? I mean, you, you see the the arms and stuff in the background. The only real difference here is that Doctor Strange is in it. You still got the uh, lightning. You still got Doc Ock's arms. You still have Goblin up there in the corner. What I call Inception world. Inception world (laughs) with everything folding on itself. So it's really not that different from the Owen, but still an interesting interesting thing. I really hope Doc Ock is about to tear off that Iron Man Jr. armor that Spider-Man wears so he can have a real Spider-Man costume. But at any rate, question is for you guys. What do you think is going to happen Tomorrow night in Los Angeles. Oh, by the way, they were asking, do I think they're going to... Yeah, two minutes after this thing is is done. Two minutes after this live event is done. This is all going online. 
That's oh, why yeah. somebody was asked me, are you going to go to it? I'm like, I'm not going to drive an hour and 20 minutes to go watch a trailer. That's just going to be online 30 seconds later. So no, um, but they will definitely put this online afterwards. So uh, yeah. What do you guys think we're going to see in this thing? You think we're going to get Toby and Andrew? Do you think we're going to get other big surprises? Do you think that will be the only surprise? Do you think it's going to be something disappointing like a Mr. Ditkovich or something else? I don't know. Whatever. Or maybe they're going to find out the big baddie is indeed Paul Giamatti's rhino. I don't know. Maybe that'll make Ray go to the movie and, and take in the two and a half hour <laughs> runtime. I don't know. Whatever you guys think, jump down into the comment section below and let us know your thoughts all right guys with all that down and out of the way let's go over and start taking your life number one before your questions let's take your comments remember if you've got a comment on any of the topics that we've discussed here go ahead you can use the super chat feature and send in a comment observation thought remember this is not a place to put in questions if you want to send in a question use the tip link that's down below and send in a question so we'll get to the questions in just a minute but for now let's jump over and start hearing from you guys who have been sending in your comments and observations and thoughts so kim what are people talking about all right. Jay Bling sends in a super chat and says, Red Notice to me was a large scale and less violent and profane hitman body, hitman's wife's bodyguard, weak action and comedy that coasts on its star's persona. Well, I mean, the star's persona works apparently because it got their number one numbers. And listen, I have not watched it yet. Because And the reason I haven't watched it is because I am such a big fan of Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And like I said, Ryan Reynolds is my number one favorite movie star in the world. And hearing from so many people saying that they didn't like it, I'm scared to watch it because I love these guys so much. So I'm scared to, I don't know. Anyways, thanks for sending, uh, giving us your thoughts on that. All right, what's next? James Argenta says, not concerned with Lucasfilm. In 2022, seven episodes of Boba. Eight of Willow, 12 of Andor, six of Kenobi, and possibly Bad Batch Season 2 and Mando 3. And the fact that they're not talking about any of it at something as major as a Disney Plus. Now, I've heard some people say, well, John, you know, next year there's going to be a Star Wars celebration. So what? You can still talk I'm about something today. right now <laughs> a Disney Plus day and still save a whole bunch of stuff. Anyway, just, this is my thoughts oh, on that. Oh, my Oh, John. What's that? I don't know if you're interested, but IGN just dropped the teaser trailer for the Halo TV series. Ooh, we'll have to talk about that tomorrow. For those guys, uh, uh, Ray just mentioned to me that he's found that IGN just dropped the first teaser for the Halo TV series. That sounds exciting. But Let's we'll go. Instead of talking about it right now when we haven't even seen it, we'll, we'll make that a main topic tomorrow. Thanks for bringing that up, Ray. Appreciate that. All right. What's next? Unbeatable sends in a super chat and says, can't wait for the No Way Home trailer so I can watch all the three-hour breakdown videos of how Aunt May is wearing a red shirt or how <laughs> Peter has one eyebrow raised. Who's he looking at? Could it be Venom? Oh, like you just nailed it, Unbeatable. That's that's us. <laughs> that's all of us. That's of the fan. They are going to release a two-minute and 15-second trailer, and we will literally go through every frame and say, wait a minute. <laughs> See that coffee cup on the on the counter in the far background? It's green. <laughs> this is confirmation. They're Green Lantern. This is going to be the DC crossover. Green Lantern is coming because there's that's don't laugh. That's how fans work. No, that's how we are. And my sisters have asked me, why are my children now conspiracy theorists? 
because every time something drops, me and my nephews, we get in to these videos. Like we go deep and they've asked me to stop doing that. Um, All right. What's yeah, next? let's get into it. James Argenta says, I think trailer won't show Toby and Andrew, but you will hear Elfman's Spider-Man theme and Horner or Zimmerman theme from Amazing Spider-Man films. All right. Here's the thing, though. If you are Marvel and Sony and you put out this with the words, big surprises, big surprises. <laughs> and then your big surprise, you're paying a couple of bars from Elfman's theme and no, no. Look, again, is it possible? Is it possible that McGuire and uh, McGuire and, uh, uh, Garfield are not in this. It's still possible. It is possible, but highly unlikely. I will be shocked if they're not in this thing tomorrow. I, and again, they might not be in tomorrow or sorry on Wednesday show. I might have to go, Hey, I really thought they're going to be in that trailer and they weren't maybe that might happen. But for now I'm going to stick with, yeah, I really, really believe they're going to be in it. All right. What's next? Robert Perez says, good morning, John. I was starting to wonder if Dr. Octopus would be a good guy after all he did save new york and spider-man 2 have a great day you know it's funny because if you remember at the end of spider-man 2 he basically kind of pulled a darth vader and kind of tried to redeem himself and alfred molina he did in an interview a long time ago saying that the director john watts told him that he's going to be taken at that last moment from spider-man 2 and be brought over to this spider-man so is he no longer a good guy? Are mm -hmm. the trailers just doing a little bit of misdirection to make us think he's still going to be villain? So that I mean, they are picking up from where it left off. That's, basically. that's what they told Melina. They may have, that may not mm -hmm. be happening. So we'll have to see. All right. What's next. All right. We got a super chat from throng. Omac, Talion, Anton Riley as well. Thanks guys. And alpha. Okay. I'm going to try my best. <laughs> Oi. Oh, Drago, I'm not saying that right. I'm sorry. Um, regarding No Way Home surprises, people are still missing your hint for the villain in the mocap suit. But I think I know who this mysterious villain is. All right. So just so you know, um, I get it. Mysterious, Mysterio. Okay. So I let people know that, of course, when, when I put the first couple of pictures up, I did not think they were real. I had and I was getting ready to post two more. Cause I have two other pictures that did not get out and I found out, I got contacted with those pictures are probably real. And so I immediately deleted them and oh, I didn't no. put up the other ones and I did not put up the other ones, but I did let people know in one of the other pictures that I did not post. And I sent it back to Disney. I actually emailed it back to Disney, Oh no! but the one I will tell you this is that no big surprise here. Cause this is a comic book movie. The picture, the main picture that I did not post that nobody else saw has somebody in a motion capture suit. And I told everybody, you're never going to guess who it is. Like, just accept that now. You're never going to guess who it is. And since I said that, a whole bunch of people writing in says, I think it was probably Venom. I said, you'd never guess who it is. And you're guessing Venom. Yeah. I wonder if it'll be Mysterio. Someone who didn't have a huge hint, hint. Yeah. And credit it, scene. Believe me, you, you, if it's anybody that you would guess, yeah. it's not that. That, that's the thing. That's why I said it's nobody you're ever going to guess. So no, it is not somebody quote unquote. I like how you put that in quotes there, Alpha. Mm -hmm. Mysterious. I'm going to say, no, it's not. All right. What's next? 
Kick It to the King production says new Halo TV series dropped for Paramount. Yes, uh, Ray was just telling us about. Yeah, we're going to talk about that on the show tomorrow for sure. Thanks for the update on that, Kick It to the King. All right, what's next? Shuvo Raman says Dune barely making 100 mil was a WB self sabotage. Well, as we talked a lot on this show about how Warner Brothers just absolutely stabbed Denis Villeneuve in the back and they undermined the the potential success and thankfully Discovery will be taking over Warner Brothers soon and they'll set everything right. I'm still watching that movie. It's Anne loves it. In parts. I'll make it. I'll <laughs> make long. it. My full review will be up in December. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it takes a bit by bit getting through it. Anne's seen it like four times already. No, I gotta see Maybe it. Maybe five I times. gotta see it. All right, what's next? Bobby Jackson says, at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if Sony doesn't show Toby or Andrew and keep people guessing until they're watching the movie. Uh, like I said, I never believed that. I oh, Even when I didn't think they were going to be in the movie at all. I believe that if they're in it, they will definitely show them in the trailer. It's about selling tickets, and they know, again, $150 million if they don't show them. All the tickets if they show them. Listen, pandemic error or not. Okay, I'll say something that I haven't said before. Uh-oh. Pandemic error or not. If they show as i suspect they will andrew garfield and toby mcguire in the trailer tomorrow this could break not the pandemic era record i'm going to give this a 50 50 chance that it breaks the all-time opening weekend box office record which i believe is currently held by endgame i think it'll break that record do you think because we had a basically pretty much a year of no movies that in addition to it being yep. obviously Spider-Man, that we're just so hungry to be back and excited with some MCU adventure. Is that is that it, or do you think it's part of it? Okay, it's part of it. I think I think when you get all that, it's gonna it's gonna snowball into something big. Plus and the I will give stuff. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff. Plus all the it's, it's all happening. that. It's all of that. So you put them in that trailer. I think there is a chance. I'm not saying it'll definitely happen, but I'm, I will give it a coin tosses chance that it could be the new number one all-time opening weekend box office record with or without the pandemic. So that's going to be my guess right now. Okay, what's next? want to say a thank you to Callum Ingren for sending in a super chat. Uh, Shatman TV says Guardians 3 Silver Surfer cameo. Woo, that's not a bad guess. I haven't even thought about that. Of course, Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy all happen in space. We've got now with those Fox characters now getting ready to come over. A Silver Surfer cameo is not the furthest stretch of a guess. Let's keep our eyes on. Good guess, man. All right, what's next? Jim X Mafia says, good day, John and crew. I'm excited for No Way Home tomorrow. Dude, you and all the rest of us, Jim, we're all excited to see what they're going to show us. All right, what's next? John Redcorn says, damn, bro, the Pats blew out the Browns yesterday. I am telling you, the emperor himself, Palpatine <laughs> Belichick, is now that he's got a good quarterback, I am telling you, they are getting better and better. They're not going to win the Super Bowl this year or anything like that, but they look straight up scary yeah they looked better not a top three or four team in the league but they looked so good yesterday and they're getting i think that's four wins in a row now they're starting to pull it together all right what's next alex's movie corner says i was looking forward to rogue squadron kennedy needs to make sure she's on the same page as the director before making great announcements like that alex is from your lips to god's ears man i mean you are preaching to the choir 100 percent. like how how do you make that big announcement production of her on the runway the life-size x-wing when you haven't even agreed on the script yet uh, to me it's it's absolutely head scratching all right what's next 
Rep Proctor says, for the No Way Home trailer, I would like to see Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin and Jamie Foxx as Electro with his new look. I'm excited for the villains. I completely expect to see both of them because... Do you think they'll have new... I hope. Look, because aren't they jumping from the past... Well, they can't be. The Jamie Foxx's Jamie Foxx already said that his electro is going to look different. Oh, okay. Because it's got to be from another dimension. Oh, that's right. His it's another universe. Dies. That's right. That's right. That's not one, right? Okay. So look, they've kept. They've made no secret up till this point that Goblin and Electro are in it. So it, them putting them in the new trailer would not be a surprise or anything at all. So yeah, I, I expect to see them in there. All right, what's next? Living with Damron says KK could be saving us from really bad SW movies. Um. Well, KK is the one who was putting them together in the first place. Um, so, no. I mean, just get on the same page with your directors before you greenlight something. All right, what's next? Alex's Movie Corner says, The Disney Plus Day event was made better watching it along with you and the community. Also, congrats to Kim and Ray for becoming full-time. Uh, we love... I, I, I've I been you. so excited about today. I just... I like having people in the studio there's just a better dynamic i remember because you know rob and i were talking on the phone the other night and we were talking about how looking back pre-pandemic and everything at the videos that rob and i used to do in studio together there's just a different dynamic when you're actually in the same room and i've been looking forward to that and uh, i love having kim and, and ray here as well so ray doesn't know yet but i have made up matching t-shirts for us my oh friend. no did you no. really <laughs> no, I i'm gonna put some glitter and crafts on them ray will wear it you know I'll wear it. as long as it's free some I'll wear stickers it. All right. He has well, no idea what he's in for. <laughs> De uh, Denial and Khan says, I have a feeling the Tuesday Sony Spider event will fill the gaps on the untitled Sony Marvel release in 2023. Mm. Maybe a Spider-Verse Spider-Man film. Well, here's the thing. Going to what we were talking about a little bit before, Sony announced a long time ago that Aaron Taylor Johnson was Craven the Hunter. True. Don't be shocked if that unannounced 2023 Sony Spider-Man verse movie will be a Craven the Hunter mm -hmm. standalone movie. And this is going to be the thing that introduces him. Again, we don't know that, but that I think I think all the arrows point to Rome here. I think all the roads lead to Rome. So all right, what's next? All right, you know, I skipped um Colby sent in a super chat. Thank you. He says, Spider-Man, Rob not at home. Rob not <laughs> that's a good one. All right, what's next? Corey Jimenez says, if Bob Chapek is asked how he will handle Kathleen Kennedy's struggle to keep talented directors. Will he say his people will contact her people? <laughs> Why is John's phone ringing with caller ID BJPEC? Um, and by the way, Corey sent in like $20. Thank you, Corey. Appreciate Thank you supporting you, us on that level, man. Um, I, look, I, I don't know. And the thing isn't, the, I don't have a problem with Kathleen Kennedy, Kathleen Kennedy not being able to keep talented directors. I don't care. I just care that whatever directors you're bringing in, that you guys get on the same page before you pull the trigger, put a ring on it, and then tell the world we're making this big movie together when you haven't even figured out if you even have the same idea for a movie. And that's something that Chapek is going to have to step in on. Although Chapek doesn't care about movies, he doesn't care about the creative process, so he might not get involved at all. Bob Iger would have fixed this shit. Bob Iger would have fixed this shit real fast. Although... He's kind of given Kathleen Kennedy a lot because Kathleen Kennedy's kept putting out movies that make a billion dollars. So it's hard. But anyway, yes, something's got to be done. Something's got to be done. All right. What's next? Collins E says the box office game was fun. Please do it again. 
Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I listen. I really like doing the box office game. <laughs> I thought it was fun. I mean, here's the here's my idea though. Here's my idea. Um, I my idea is it won't always be the same game. That every well, I'll throw in a different kind of game each time. Don't worry, it'll never be a squid game. We're gonna I, play tug of war. <laughs> yeah, tug of war. But uh, yeah, thanks thanks for giving us the input on that, Collins. All right, what's next? All right. Luke Manley says, thank you, John, for the show and the community. Bring on the filthy. Oh, thank you so much, Luke. And thanks for being a part of our community, man. I appreciate that. All right. What's next? Collins E says, I was disappointed at the lack of Lucasfilm at Disney Plus Day, but also hope they're saving stuff for Celebration 2022. Again, this whole thing about a t Celebration 2022 is like six, seven months away, however long away it is. You can talk for 20 seconds about you know, uh, I'm so-and-so director of Ahsoka and we were so excited about that. And you just have Rosario Dawson come on. You screen. can have something or, or, yes. or, or just show me, um, what they're doing in the gym. You know, I know a long time ago they did that, um, uh, back behind the scenes of Oscar Isaac and him just training with some dudes, you know, doing some sword play, stuff like that. Show me something. Yeah. I, I mean, just talk about, you can still save most of it for the big star Wars celebration. You'll have more stuff to show there, but to me, that was, again, a head scratcher. All right, what's next? Alma Powell says, there was an Andor sizzle IGN put out the day before. I watched it once, tried to go back to do it, and it was gone. Nobody's been talking about it. I, is that the old one, though? Because remember, they put out this, this little Andor, you know, talking to Diego Luna, behind the scenes kind of thing. But that came out like a long time ago. So I don't know if the same one that they just resurfaced it and then took it down, or if there was actually a new one, but... Uh, I don't know. We'll have to find out. All right. What's next? Spencer Smothers says, hopefully we'll get more Star Wars at D23 this weekend. I mean, uh, I, I don't know. Disney's got to get their heads out of their asses when it comes to this stuff and say, oh, we'll show a little bit at this big event. And then another. it's turning this thing. You got to come to all of our stuff to get the announcements. And that's kind of shady. I don't like that at all. Mm. I'm not saying that's what they're doing. I'm just saying I hope that's not what they're doing. All right. What's next? Mickey Altieri says, isn't there a Star Wars celebration early next year? Could it be that they're waiting until that showcase until then to showcase all the projects more in depth rather than just a 15 minute presentation on Disney Plus? Again, like you just said, it's a it's a 15 minute present. It's a 10 minute presentation. Star Wars celebration is an in person. Everybody flies across the sea. You're there for a couple of days. There's lots of stuff to talk about in far more detail. You've got this big event, Disney Plus Day, and you're not even breathing about one of the biggest properties in the history of entertainment. It's idiotic. I don't care. You can still you can cover some things. Have again rosario dawson come out and just give a greetings to the fans and talk about what they're going through right now to get ready to make it you can have you know the director of acolyte come on and, and just give us a little bit of an idea about what this thing's about and then you go to celebration where you have an hour and 15 minute panel where you can go far more in depth i do not buy the bullshit excuse of well we had to save stuff for star wars celebration that we we're in 10 minutes 10 minutes I'm telling you, it has. It, this is more to do with Lucasfilm being in chaos than anything else. At least that's my my guess. That's my guess. I could be wrong, and you could totally be right, Mickey. We'll find out. What's next? Dinosaurs Limbo says the bad news. Jeff Bezos gave me another sixty-hour work week. Oh my god. The good news, all oh, Kimberly is now a mainstay. 
Thank you. I don't know Ray yet, but I'm sure he's great too. He is. Ray is great. Him, <laughs> just just ask his sister. Who married me? <laughs> Aww. All right. Thanks a lot for that, Dinosaurs Limo. Appreciate that. What's next? Al Renshaw says, Hi, Joan. I hope we get to see Garfield slash McGuire in trailer tomorrow. Seems odd to make a big deal about a trailer and not have them in it. No, it would be it would be very odd. It would be very odd. If for them, knowing that the entire world for a year has been saying Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire are going to be in this movie, and then to say we're going to have this big launch event with big surprises, big surprises, and you don't, <laughs> and you don't have them in it, no, because I have told everybody, if you get mad that Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire aren't in this movie, you got nobody to blame with yourself, blah, 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 not anymore. Now they're putting out this post saying, new trailer coming tomorrow. Big surprise. You know what? Now it is on Disney if they're not. Now if people get pissed off that Toby and Andrew aren't in the movie and <laughs> Sony and Disney just put this out, now it is on them. Tomorrow's going to be a very interesting oh, yeah. conversation. Very interesting. <laughs> I'm going to get some coffee. Okay. Franklin Donahue says, John, do you not think the lack of Star Wars announcements could be directly linked to the leak from the day before? Maybe this is what led to a disagreement between Disney and Lucasfilm. Okay, first of all, you got to understand there is no disagreement between Disney and Lucasfilm. Lucasfilm is Disney. Disney owns Lucasfilm. It's not some independent company that runs off on its own. They are all under the one umbrella. They all have the same bosses. It's, it's, it's not a separate thing. And it would make no sense. Okay, the Obi-Wan thing leaked the day before. So let's pull all the stuff. And, and by the way, the, the, the schedule was already set before the Obi-Wan thing leaked. It was already set that at 8 a.m. there was going to be a Pixar presentation and at 8.45 there was going to be a Marvel presentation and that there was no mention of Star Wars. So, no, I do not believe at all that the Obi-Wan, the, the, the Obi-Wan sizzle leaking had nothing to do with it. Not, not at all. All right. Hey, you're, think, you're trying to figure it out, Franklin. I appreciate you're trying to put the pieces together, but I don't think that's what was at play here. Uh, uh, we might find out differently, but I don't think it was. All right, what's next? All right, Luke Manley sent in another super chat. Thank you, Luke. And for that, we thank you. Ben Rayner says, John, I agree about Lucasfilm. It doesn't sound good. I'm worrying that some of these shows won't happen, but I'm choosing to have faith. I was so bummed about Disney Plus Day and Lucasfilm's absence was weird. Listen, I, I, I don't want to start an argument or I'm not trying to stoke any of the old, stupid, idiotic Marvel versus DC arguments, but Lucasfilm right now is starting to remind me a lot of DC from three or four years ago. Whereas all this stuff, all we're going to do, all this stuff, and none of it happened. And none of it happens. That's what it kind of feels like. Now, just because things might be in turmoil right now with Lucasfilm, and again, that's just speculation on my part. But even if things are in kind of big turmoil over at Lucasfilm right now, it doesn't mean these shows won't happen. They may, they will probably still happen, but maybe some of them more, I don't know. I'll just tell you, Ben, I'm worried. This is especially coming off the news about Patty Jenkins and that this is all over creative differences and they can't get together on a script. And then all of a sudden now at Disney Plus Day with Star Wars, you have no mention of anything going on with Star Wars. It just feels yucky to me right now. It doesn't feel good. Something's off. So hopefully we're all wrong about that. Thanks for sharing that, Ben. All right, what's next? Al Renshaw says, hi, John. Now I want to see King Shark meet rocket <laughs> bird i love king shark so much what's next 
Rylan Holman says, while I enjoyed Disney Plus Day, I was a little let down. 99% of everything they showed slash announced was announced last year on the Investor Day event. Um, Again, I don't mind that. I just now give us a little bit more. Like, hey, we talked about this at the Investor Day event. Now we're going to give you a little taste or a little detail or we're going to tell you a little something and then leave us wanting more. But don't just not tell us anything. That was kind of weird. All right, what's next? Spencer Nielsen says, to add insult to injury, the Disney Investor's Day call was a whole year ago, not six months ago. It was last November. Yeah, I was talking on the show the other day where I said, when was the Investor's Day call? Like five, six months ago? No, it was a full year ago. Hmm. It was a full year ago, Spencer. You're absolutely right about that. Time has flown. It's like, yeah, couldn't you give us a little bit something more at Disney Plus? Again, I really like the format. I think there's some I think there's some promise there for how they did it. Again, I, the more I think about it, I'm just a little bit more disappointed about the lack of content. All right, what's next? Sam Nishin says, Hi, John. Question. Do you believe a critic on YouTube needs to review new movies as quickly as possible, i.e. premieres, etc., to build a fandom? Um, Yeah. I mean, I actually have a rule. If I if I don't see a movie, if I can't see a movie and do a review for it within three days of its opening, I just won't do a review. Mm-hmm. Because everybody, first of all, most people who are interested in the movie would have seen it already. It's now not a big topic of conversation. You know, I was a little bit late to watching the new uh, Edgar Wright film Last Night in Soho. Oh, yeah. Um, and Edgar was one of my favorite directors. But I was a little late in watching it. And... There are people like, well, she should do a review now. It's like, that's nah, too late. There's no point in doing a review at this point. All the reviews have already come out. Everybody's wanted to see it, seen it. So yeah, I'd say if, listen, if you're just doing a website, blog, or YouTube channel for fun, which is what 99% of you should be doing it for, then it doesn't matter what time when you put it out. However, if you are specifically trying to build an audience, then yes, you need to get the review out as soon as you can. Providing you're not spoiling stuff, uh, like t- telling everybody details about the movie that you saw, you got to get it out as soon as you can. At least that's my, I might be wrong. I mean, other people might have different opinions, but that's my take on that. All right. What's next? Gary Phillips sends in a super chat. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you, my Gary. Zeeshan says year four will not be good for D plus people signed up with the $150 for three year deal plus other promotions like Verizon's. They're going to lose 15 to 20% of their subscribers and are not preparing for that. I disagree with you, Zashan, and here's why I disagree with you. Studies have shown that people who sign up for subscription services, even when they don't use that service anymore, just never get around to unsubscribing. Whether it's the number one thing is gym memberships, Really? Hello. You're guilty? <laughs> really? Yeah, we've all, I'm we've, so guilty. We've all been there for that, right? Whether it's gym memberships or music subscription services, that alone will prevent 15 to 20% of people from unsubscribing. So I, I don't think that's going to happen. Plus, you know, given another year or two, Disney Plus is going to have even more content. So I don't know how fast they'll grow. They just had a really bad quarter that made Disney's stock drop like 7% in a day. I don't know how, that their growth wage is going to be huge, but... Do I think we're heading for a big drop in their subscriptions? I don't think so. Uh, I, I might be wrong, Zishan, but I'm going to disagree with you on this one, brother. All right, what's next? Ben Rayner says, over under 25% red notice joke in Deadpool 3. I'd say over. What about you? Um, I'm going to go under. I'm going to go under. If this was a 
Fox production or a Disney production, maybe, but I'm going to take under 25% on that. But maybe it's in there. I don't know. We'll see. Kick It to the King production says, Tomorrow's fan event for Spider-Man is starting to have 2014 Marvel Phase 4 3 event vibes, especially if they bring out casts, including other Spideys. I, I was there at that, at that MCU Phase 3 announcement. I was there in the El Capitan Theater with... You know, uh, Kevin Feige there, Robert Downey Jr. Was that when they brought Jealous. out uh, Chadwick? Yep. Oh, rest in peace. It was Chadwick. there when when Chadwick came out on stage, and oh, then man. then Chris um, Chris Evans and Tony Stark and Tony Stark and Robert Downey Jr. each grabbed one of his arms and were tug of warring on him. Mm. It was great. I was there. At, hopefully, it'll be something like that. Big surprises. Big surprises. <laughs> All right. What's next? <laughs> Zashan says viewership, according to Netflix, is meaningless because they change how they keep track and report. You can't compare Red Notice and Bird Box. Um, it that's true. Look, one of the big things about Netflix that is very head scratching. I remember a while ago they changed their metric measurements by saying a view now counts if somebody watches two minutes of something. You can miss me with that. Oh, I, yeah. Stop. Yes. Yeah. So they so they changed their 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 metrics to saying mm-hmm. if somebody watches. So if you got a two hour movie on, if somebody just put it on for even two minutes and then went away from it, they say that counts as a view. That that's a view. You watched it. That counts. No, as a view. that's me putting it on and forgetting that I forgot to close the garage door and running out and then coming back in and going, I don't want to watch this and yeah. changing it. Or you get like three or four minutes into it and say this sucks. Yeah, it is. You're right. It, it's, it is really weird. And every streamer has a different criteria for what they count as a view. Do you think as streaming evolves, we're all going to get on the same page? There'll be some sort of Nielsen yes. for Right streaming? now, it's the Wild Wild West. Mm-hmm. Right. But at some point, it'll become standardized. I just hope it happens sooner rather than later. All right, what's next? Yo, man, let me try John, you were an extra in Jumper. I was featured and by me extra in The Happening. Happening. Needless to say, I was disappointed when I saw it. Were you under the lawnmower, dude? Uh, (laughs) I I remember my I was in a couple of shots. One of them was when Hayden Christensen goes to like an English pub. He goes to an English pub and I'm one of the guys at the table talking to a girl, moving my lips as if we're talking, but you can't have any sounds. Banter, banter, banter. And then as he comes out of the pub, a London style double double decker bus goes by and there's me and one other guy in that bus as it goes by. That's it. There's me and one other guy as the double decker bus drives by Hayden Christensen on the street. Woo, movie star. All right. Movie star. Glad you got to have that experience, yo man. Let me try. All right, what's next? Franklin Donahue sends in a super chat and says, it was so nice to see Gal Gadot in something that's not Wonder Woman. It's a shame how tied down Warner Brothers has kept her. Um, I don't think they've kept her tied down. I just don't think people have been wanting to put her in their movies. But also remember, we were supposed to get Murder on the Nile. Yeah, and uh, that was pushed back. So you death were on supposed the Nile. to. I'm sorry, death on. We were you're supposed to see a little bit on the more. Orient Express and death oh, on the Nile. Okay. You're, you're yes. amalgamating them. Um, yeah, we were supposed to get her in that, right? Yeah, and, and I don't know. Thanks to Army Hammer, I have no idea if that movie they're ever going to let that movie see the light of day. I have no idea. I, I to that me, that's one of the biggest mysteries sucks. in Hollywood right now is what is Disney going to do with Murder on the Orient Express. I have no idea. They have no plans for it right now. So I don't know. It's gonna, we'll have to wait and see. All right, what's next? AJ sends in a super chat and says, just watch Spider-Man 2. 
4K UHD for the first time in a few years holds up so well. Really enjoy MCU Spider-Man, but dang, tough to beat the original. I have said, and I will continue to say, Sony has made better Spider-Man movies than Marvel ever has. They made Spider-Man 2, which was for a long time considered by a lot of people to be maybe the greatest comic book movie of all time. And Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Like, I'm a big fan of John Watts' Spider-Man movies so far. I really, really like Homecoming. I really, really like No Way Home. They've done a great job, and I'm sure he'll do a great job with, with No Way Home. I, did I, say, I meant Far From Home. So he did Homecoming and Far From Home. Fabulous. And I'm sure he's going to do a great job on this one. But Marvel has never made a Spider-Man movie as good as Into the Spider-Verse or as good as Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2. And uh, you're right, AJ, it does hold up. It holds up really, really well. All right, what's next? John Redcorn says, big surprise is Leto's Morbius in the trailer. I mean, hey, that's another possibility, Ooh. right? That's a total, look, we got With Michael Keaton. With his face looking self. We got Michael Keaton in, in, in Morbius' trailer, so why not? All right, what's next? Ray Studio says, if Toby or Andrew, Andrew in the trailer, I might touch myself. I listen, I, there's... I look, I don't mean to be crude because you know I'm never crude, but, but oh, the filthy there's there's a lot of there's a lot of spunk going on. You remember the, oh Sony, the Sony Cinematic Spider Man universe? There's a lot of spunk going on tomorrow with a lot of fans. With again, that is why I'm telling you, they are not going to sell a lot of tickets, they are going to sell all the tickets. The guys are gonna. Get the tissue off their hands long enough oh, to God. click those buttons on their keyboards to say, yes, Fandango, <laughs> give me them tickets. The keyboards are all sticky. I'm telling we you, just, all the went. tickets. We just went there. <laughs> it's going to be all the tickets. All the tickets. All, all the, the tickets. I don't think you understand. All the tickets. All the tickets. All right, what's sticky next? Tickets. John Guerrero sends in a super chat. Thanks so much. And he says, love that you have guests in studio now. So cool. John, maybe a new layout in studio to get you all on camera together would feel more connected for banter. Keep up the great work, guys. Hey, listen, honestly, I, I would love it. But my my studio space is simply not big enough. I, I wish we could. But the reality is because I have this huge setup. I live one, two, three, four. I have five. I have five monitors here surrounding me trying to do everything for the show so having me on a desk with like a couple of other people it's i just don't have the setup for it. i mean maybe sometime ray what we could try maybe sometime is set up like a big table and then have the workstation at the back there where you like maybe maybe you run obs and you run the editing oh, and stuff yeah. like that I, I don't know maybe that's something we try sometime but i am in a very limited space here and I'm making the best use of the spaces I can, but thanks for the suggestion, man. I appreciate it. All right. What's next? Double B studio sends in a super chat and says on the rogue squadron topic, don't want any more Kathleen Kennedy movies, Kathleen movies. Sorry. And I'll wait until she steps away, but I did like Patty Jenkins doing it. Here's the thing though, under Kathleen Kennedy, and you've, you've heard me bashing on her for the things I'm critical of her of. But, but to be fair, under Kathleen Kennedy, we got Rogue One, mm -hmm. which is a wonderful movie. We got Star Wars The Force Awakens, which I don't care what anybody says. That movie's great. I remember me and John Schnepp for like three weeks. We would like, we would be across, our office was across the street from the AMC Burbank 16. And like a couple of times a week for like three weeks straight, we would just walk over during lunch and watch an afternoon screening of The Phantom Menace, or The Phantom Menace, of The Force <laughs> Awakens. Because we loved it. And it is, it is 
the number one box office domestic movie of all time. Not Endgame. Not Avatar. The number one domestic box office film of all time is that. Gave us that. Under Kathleen Kennedy, we got The Mandalorian. Kathleen Kennedy had hundreds of pitches on her desk and she recognized that the one John Favreau was bringing had potential. And then she was the one that matched up John Favreau with Dave Filoni. And then they went ahead and made it. She supported it fully Be- under her. We got Mandalorian under her. For those of you who are clone wars fans and I'm not, but a lot of you guys are clone wars fans under Kathleen Kennedy. You got a new season of clone wars. So I get it. Look, We can be, and I have been very, very critical of the job Kathleen Kennedy has done at Lucasfilm, but you can't become, you can't stick your head in the sand and go, well, she's done nothing right. No, she has. There have been some significant wins. Other than Solo, there's only been one movie she made that didn't make a billion dollars. And that was Solo. That was it. And that was a movie that never should have been made in the first place, even though I liked it. But yeah, man, like, You can't, just because you don't like, and she's done some things wrong, and I personally feel she should move on, you can't stick your head in the sand and then pretend that the wins aren't there. And she's got some wins. She's got some legitimate wins. Anyway, all right, what's next? Shiv Patel says, $125 million without Andrew and Toby, $150 million plus with them. By the way, I love Disney Plus Day, and I was right. Rogue One screening. I actually hadn't seen it in Solo yet. Of course, they uh, AMC Theaters did some special fan screenings to commemorate Disney Plus Day, but it was nothing new. It was just an older movie, and it did end up being Rogue One. You're right about that, Chipotle. I, I can't agree with you, though, man. I cannot agree with you. 125 to 150 million if Andrew and Toby are not in it. I, I'm with you on that. But I am telling you. They are in this movie. If they are announced and shown on stage tomorrow at the special fan event, 150 million, I don't even think begins to cover it. I don't even think it begins to cover it. I'm not saying it will break the all-time opening weekend box office record, but 150 million? Nah, I think you're talking I think you're talking 200. Again, you will sell all the tickets. All right, what's next? Dinosaurs Limbo says, I don't expect this, but what if Toby stays around for one more film to reunite with Raimi and have a bit role in Doctor Strange 2? A dino can dream. You can, but I think we're getting carried away there. I think this one thing for the... Now, look, remember, I at one point thought you'd never see Toby and Andrew in a Spider-Man film again, right? So, but things happen, Whatever. I do think it's very unrealistic to think 44-year-old Tobey Maguire. I'll say, hey, Google, how old is Tobey Maguire? Give me a second. Tobey Maguire is 46 years old. Sorry, 46. Damn, homie. Yeah, Tobey Maguire is 46. Like Kevin Hart. Uh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 no, I don't think we're going to see him sticking around and he's not, I don't think he's going to become a mainstay, him or Andrew Garfield. I mean, I mean, look, I, for the longest time, never thought we'd even see them in one more thing. So who knows? But right now I'm going to guess that that's not in the cards. All right, what's next? Ray Studio says, I'm convinced SM will be in Doctor Strange 2 because it picks up immediately where Nowhere Home leaves off. Also think SMMCU exit will be in Doctor Strange 2. Yeah, so I believe that Spider-Man No Way Home is going to set up the exit of Spider-Man out of the MCU into Sony. Now, whether that actually happens in No Way Home or whether that happens in Doctor Strange 2, 
that's negotiable. But I think the events of Spider-Man No Way Home is going to set up that exit. And maybe the exit happens right away or maybe it happens in Doctor Strange 2. It's a good point, man. What's next? Okay, so Ben Rayner says... A couple times. When you say Aaron Taylor Johnson, I thought you were going to say Ralph Boner. <laughs> LOL. Quicksilver. He's showing up as Quicksilver, I'm telling you. All right. Good point, Ben. What's next? All right. James Argenta says, breaking news. Last deal barely passed. Sorry, I don't know what that word says, but... um. Last deal barely passed 50.3 yes and 49.7 no. Oh. Though LA Union's... Oh, okay. I'm, oh, so, I'm sorry, James. You know Iotzi. what, yeah. James? I, I now it's IATSE. Didn't understand that. Okay. Uh, unions voted 49.6 voting yes and yes to 50.4 voting no barely passed. That is closer that than is I thought true. it would and be. And, and we will definitely cover that as the main topic on yeah. the show tomorrow. But that is way, I mean, I thought it was going to pass. Wow. But I... I thought it would pass more comfortably than that. That's there might even be something in their bylaws to say that that's so close. They might have to vote again. I, I don't know, but if it passed, not surprised, but I'm surprised how close it was. All right. What's next? Peter Porker, the spectacular Peter spider ham says, I always maintain low expectations. Even when hyped, I'm predicting a spider ham cameo <laughs> mention, or at the very least an Easter egg reference. Yes. Well, listen, um, What's what's Mulaney's first name? Is it John, John Mulaney? John Mulaney. John Mulaney. I mean, John Mulaney. He could do. Hello. Have you ever floated through the air when you smelled a delicious pie? <laughs> I love Spider Ham. He did such a great job. He did such a great job in that. I'd be down for it. All right. What's next? Rylan Holman sends in a super chat and says, "John, I think you're right about Aaron Taylor Johnson as Craven and no." No Way Home, because when Jimmy Kimmel interviewed Benedict Cumberbatch, he pulled out an action figure of Aaron Taylor Johnson as Craven. What? It had No Way Home logo on the box. No way. I think you got it. Uh, what? Let's Rewind that, that and run it back. Yeah, look, look that up, Ray. Right? Like, hey, How did I not hear about that? If that's true, that's... Uh, first of all, great eyes, um, because, wow, I can't believe you saw that. Is that for real? If that's that's pretty okay, Ray's Ray's looking it up. For now, let's keep going while Ray's looking that stuff up. Tomorrow we'll have to get Ray, uh, you know, Ray an actual camera that works. All right, what's next? (laughs) Beagle Studio says actually on Saturday this past weekend the comp, the confirmed R H Y S. Reza fans, thank you, (laughs) fans and Thomas Hayden Church on IMDb. Okay, uh, just again, quick note: IMDb confirms nothing. IMDb for movies that have already come out, rock solid information. IMDb, IMDb with information before a movie comes out cannot be taken to the bank. It's not that the, it's always wrong. It's usually right. But IMDb confirms nothing. Too many people can change that. And we've seen many, 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 many times that IMDb has things listed that is not true. Now, once a movie opens... All the information on IMDb, take it to the bank, 100% factual. But before a movie comes out, you can't rely on it. It is often right, but more times than usual, it's not. So, again, again, I'm not saying it's not true. I'm just saying that doesn't confirm anything. Ray, what do you find it? So, this interview happened just three days ago. And there is, it looks like an official Marvel Legends of Kraven the Hunter. Can you uh, email email me the image so I can bring it up on screen here? 
So we'll wait. We'll wait for Ray to do that. We'll keep going while we're doing though. What's next? Dan's production says, why does The Rock pick the same movies? (laughs) Movie Um, roles. I I think partially because Dwayne The Rock Johnson is super smart. He knows the type of character people want to see when they go to see a Dwayne The Rock Johnson movie. Listen, he's done other types of roles like Pain and Gain, uh, Faster, which was a great snitch. Was a great role. Well, that was gang. good. That was What's good. What's that? Gridiron Gang. Gridiron Gang. So mm-hmm. he has done those, but he knows the one, the role, the type of character they want to see are the ones they know for Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And those are the ones they want to see him. And so that's why he picks them, because that's what the audience wants to see. Are you telling us we're not going to see him in Wes Anderson's next film? I, I mean... <laughs> Who know? Remember, I think the first time I saw him, not first time I saw him, but one of the first things I watched him in, besides, um, what's its name, uh, Scorpion King, didn't he? He did get shorty. Remember? I think he. Was, oh yeah, he, yeah, 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 yeah. He did. Remember that? Wearing oh. all purple. Oh. But again, if you have not seen Dwayne the Rock Johnson in Faster or Snitch, the Rundown, you totally, you totally should see him in that. Okay, hold on a second. Ray just sent me this image, so I'm gonna pull it up and bring it up on screen here. Um. All right, come on, come on, come on. Here it is. All right, let me see it. That oh, look, that my. does look like an official Marvel Legends from Hasbro. That's not a custom for sure. Hold on a second. Let me see if I can. I I I, I just temporarily lost it. Hold on a second. Good eye, Rylan. Um, hold on a second. I'm gonna find this thing. I am gonna find this thing. You know what? Let me just bring it down here for now, and bring this up. That's a good-looking figure, actually, and it's of Aaron Taylor. It says Marvel, Craven, and that looks a hell of a lot like Aaron Taylor Johnson. It does. It does. Okay, and at the top it says Spider-Man: No Way Home. Okay, now there are some people in uh, in the live chat saying it's fake. Oh, it's fake. It's okay. a fake figure. I'm t- okay. okay, I totally, I would totally believe that it's fake. I would totally believe that There's it's a Hasbro fake. tag at the bottom. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I should ask Ann. Ann might still have some contacts over at Hasbro. Of course, Ann worked at Hasbro for a long time. But, okay, I mean, I, I totally buy it. Oh, they're saying it was a joke. Oh, it was a joke. Okay, then they're there just you go. They're trolling people. I'd never Stop seen messing it. Stop like, with my emotions. That's why I wanted to listen to the audio be- before, but, you know, I'll watch that later. Like, what it's... the hell's going on here? Okay, okay, totally fake, totally fake. But, again, I'm still sticking with my guess. I'm still sticking with my guess that he's going to pop up. All right, what is next? Virtuoso Z sends in a super chat and says, I bet Patty Jenkins was taken off Rogue Squadron for the same reason she was replaced by Alan Taylor on Thor The Dark World. She wanted to do a she wanted to do Romeo and Juliet-esque space opera again. Well, here's the thing, Virtuosos. If you listen to her presentation at the Investor Day meeting, she wanted to do a fighter pilot movie. She said, my dad was in the Air Force and I would always dream about this and blah, blah, blah. That's the movie she wanted to make. She wanted to make a movie about dogfights and fighter pilots and all that kind of stuff to honor her dad. But look, regardless, they should have known this, what movies each of them wanted to make before moving ahead. That's the point here, virtu- Virtuosos. So yeah, I, I, it's still head scratching no matter which way you go by it. Like, Patty Jenkins said what kind of movie she wanted to make. So what's the problem? Is that not the movie that Kathleen Kennedy wants? I mean, I don't know. We'll have to see. This is just stuff they should have got put together before they made an announcement. All right, what's next? Daniel Luna says, No Way Home's plot actually is Mr. Diktovich taking away Peter's home because he didn't pay rent. He's the sixth villain. That's it. That's what No Way Home means because he took... 
Uh, Daniel Luna, <laughs> comment of the day goes to you, my friend. All right, what's next? Bohannon Kervin sends in a super chat badge. Thank you Thank so much. Thank you, man. Alan Gonzalez says, I think the surprise will be Nicolas Cage as Spider-Man Noir. Why not? Yeah, I don't think you're going to see... Uh, I don't honestly think you're going to see Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse animated characters brought into that. I really do think they're keeping that separate. But oh, oh my God, wouldn't that be funny? All right, what's <laughs> next? All righty. This comes from Charlie Bean. No gold boots in Spider-Man. <laughs> Not interested. Gold boots, everybody. My God, gold boots. Okay, what's next? The one says, what if Sony's big surprise ends up being as much of a disappointment <laughs> as DC fandom? I'd be pissed, but I'd also laugh at it as well. But that's what we were saying before. So would I. Now that they've come out and said... Big news, everybody. Big news. Big surprise. <laughs> oh, big news. <laughs> trailer launch fan event. The big, big news. surprise. Like, before, if you got disappointed, that was your own fault. Because they never said or intonated that anything major was coming. Now they have. Now they have. And so, yeah, it'll be something oh, else if it ends up being a big waste. I just wanted to add to this uh, action figure that they showed. Now I read the headline on the video. It says Jimmy's Craven action figure. And if you look closely okay. at it, it does look more like Jimmy Kimmel instead of uh, <laughs> So it is Jimmy. So it is super fake. There you go. There, there you is. go. Thanks for looking Darn that up, Ray. Good, good <laughs> no, info. That's a big surprise. All right. What's next? Josie Reviews says, I think the surprises will either be Morbius or the OG hot aunt may rosemary harris um uh, morbius again morbius is one i didn't consider it does make sense though the morbius one would make and by the way it doesn't have to be just one we could see morbius we could see jared leto we could see tom uh hardy we could see thomas hayden church we could see alan uh, aaron taylor johnson i mean it won't just be one it could be several of them all right what's next Kyle McGowan says, Nick Cage has his flops, but I loved him, Pig. Listen, Nick Cage has had a lot of big, useless flops that he's just done to pay off tax bills. <laughs> That's true. Dinosaur bones. <laughs> but make no mistake about it. It doesn't matter whether you're talking about Moonstruck or Raising Arizona or the, the, the ones he won Academy Awards for, Adaptation, you name it. Big Daddy, Big Daddy in, um, in Kick-Ass. Um, yeah. I mean, he is an Academy Award winning actor when he's on his game and not just doing things for paychecks to pay off his taxes. He is a hell of an actor to be. And Pig was a really good. Do you think he'll get nominated for Pig? No, really? I, I just think I really too much to. big stuff. Other big stuff coming. Oh, but, yeah. but I'll say this. I won't be surprised That's if he the does. First thing I thought of when I after after the credits rolled and I was still crying, I was like, "Come on, come <laughs> through, come through." All right, what's next? Igor, Igorgio, Igorigo. God, I hope I got that right. Says I even think they will visit into the Spider Verse in this movie. I really don't. I think that's the. I think. Listen, I even think there's a ten percent chance that Patrick Stewart as Charles Xavier pops up in this thing. Oh, no, I really do. You think you, we'll get the Maximum? You really? remember a couple of years ago, Patrick Stewart said, and everybody thought this was about WandaVision. Patrick Stewart mentioned, yes, I have met with Kevin Feige. But that's a terrible Patrick Stewart, by the way. <laughs> I've met with Kevin Feige. And we talked about things, but no, 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 I'm not going to do it. Pat, uh, Charles has had his perfect ending in Logan. But remember that happened. And we all thought maybe that was him alluding to WandaVision. But what if it wasn't? What if it was about Spider-Man? What if it's about... 
you know, him popping up to show a big wackiness of crossover universes. And it would be a one and done, much like Andrew and Toby and whatever. And, and you know, uh, it would uh, break the Internet. It would break the Internet. So never know. Never. But I don't think the only thing I don't think they're going to do is crossover into the Spider-Verse with it. But we'll find out. John Delaney shows up. All right. By the way, just two other things came in. Uh, Rory Goodridge sent in a super chat badge and Mr. Know-it-all sent in a super chat badge as well. So thank you guys for sending your comments and thoughts on all that kind of stuff. And now with that down, we're at long show today, guys. So that's okay. We planned for it. Now we're going to go in and start taking the questions you guys sent in via the tip link. So let's buckle in and get to it. Let's start off with these super chat questions. What do we got up here first? All right, Suthia says, I may just be a simple man to please, or maybe I'm just a huge fan of the MCU, but I have to say that I've enjoyed every single project of the MCU so far. Some more than others, some less than others, but I also see personal flaws in each as well. Absolutely. Every MCU film has its strengths and weaknesses, and overall, even though I, I don't like Iron Man 2 and I don't like or the dark world or, or whatever, there's still a lot of enjoyable stuff in there. It's just crazy how much they have crushed it. Soothies. It really is. All right. What's next? Ed Minty says, enjoying my lunch with a couple of drinks here in little old England, watching you. I don't envy your uncivilized start time. Keep up the filthy. Of course, <laughs> what he's talking about is we had to start the show. What time did we start the show the other day? At like five 30 in the morning. So we actually had to start the live stream at five 30 in the morning the other day. So thank you, Ed Minty for your compassion. I appreciate that. All right. What's next? Scott Brown says, everyone gets excited for these live action reboots, whether it's Disney or Netflix with Avatar. I hope they have enough differences to make them interesting because no matter how good they are or aren't, if they're shot for shot, then what's the point? I know. See, I've heard people make that argument before. It's like, well, should, I like I, shot for shot. I like shot for shot too. It doesn't have to be shot for shot. Make a totally different adaptation. But just changing mediums brings an entirely different feel to something. It reminds me a lot of like 300 or Sin City. Those were basically shot for shot when you really look at the graphic novels and too, but then there's other adaptations that are totally different. I am all good with it because a new medium brings a totally different feel to it and a different skill set. What do you prefer, Kim, when you look at this stuff? You know what? I don't mind if it's shot for shot because there's just something about cartoons that we, I think as a kid, everyone might've had that thought, like what would the beast really look like if mm. it was a real beast? You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, and so I just feel like it's just feeds our imagination a little bit more, but you know what? Do your thing. Do your thing. All right. What's next? Unruly Russ says, with the Celestials now being a thing, how do you think they will present Galactus? Will he be a Celestial or something else? Could we get giant space alien fatigue? <laughs> By the way, who says they're going to use Galactus at all? No, I didn't hear Kevin Feige said, can't wait to bring you guys Galactus. Everybody just assumes they're going to use Galactus. They may never use Galactus. They may think, you know what? We've already got the Celestials. We don't need another big giant head. Look, we already just saw at the end of Eternals, you know, Arashem, the judge, like overlooking the entire planet. That okay, so, so we do the same thing. Up. We do the same thing with Galactus. I mean, so maybe they do, maybe they don't. I, I'm going to guess if they do Galactus, I'm going to guess they're going to say he's a Celestial. I can't, I mean, I don't know that. Maybe he's a rogue Celestial, but again, no guarantee he's going to be there at all. All right, what's next? Blake says, hi, John, when is the Star Wars presentation going to be? Of course, he sent this in while we were doing the live stream. And of course, there was no Star <laughs> Wars presentation. And, and we should have known that. And we did know that because they advertised what the rundown of the day was. And there was no listing for a Star Wars thing. So 
Yep, didn't happen, Blake. Didn't happen. They should have happened, but it didn't happen. What's next? Steve J says, over under 20%, we get a scary movie six before 2023. Ten years since five. I think under, I think these spoof movies, they died. Listen, there was a golden era of spoof movies. There sure was, and I loved it. With, um... Uh, Regina Hall, the Wayne's Brothers, mm-hmm. yeah. um, that whole Anna Ferris, Anna Ferris, excuse me. I never liked the, the scary movies. I, I never just... liked them. Like well, you got, you got to go all the way back to even movies that were a bit before my time. Movies like Airplane, uh, that like is still the greatest like spoof. Like my man, <laughs> you know what I love out of that? What is it? Um, hospital. What was the joke where she goes? Where she goes? Hospital. What's that? What, what's that? It's a big goes, building, a with, big sick building with sick people. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good, but there's oh, there's crap. that. There's the. I keep forgetting the name of the one with um, Val Kilmer. Um, that was a spoof movie. So, yeah, the one with Latrine. Um, oh, I think I know. Top Secret. I think that's what. I think it was called Top Secret. I think it was called Top Secret. That one. You had the Charlie Sheen ones. That was the top. Oh, the hot, the the hot. Hot shots. Shots. Yeah. Hot shots and hot shots part two. <laughs> um, there oh, was like some, you, you know, when you said Val Kilmer, I was like, Batman? uh, men in tights. Remember oh, Robin no, Hood men in tights, but that's Val not Kilmer. a spoof. Yeah. No, that was the that guy was from Princess movie. Bride. Yeah. That was the guy from Princess Bride. I would like to, th- I think we deserve a new era of spoof movies. It's just tough because it's so, everyone's so sensitive, but yeah, but then they got so bad. They got run into the ground and I think just, they, they, you put, they put out so many in a row, like meet the spartans and the worst all- one was the, the twilight spoof that was just horrible oh, i can't remember which one that it was, was really but stupid they, they released so many of them so quick that the entire audience just got turned off to them so i would say it's possible but under 25 percent. all right guys listen we're not done with the show yet we still have more to go we've got about another half hour to go here for the show so hang tight with us but we have been going for two hours now we're going to take a quick five minute break So if you guys need to run, use the bathroom, uh, grab yourself a drink, talk amongst yourselves, hang tight, everybody, don't go anywhere, and we will be right back. And we are back. Thank you, everybody, for your patience and indulgence as we took a quick break there. And now we move into the home stretch of the show, last 25 minutes or so of the show. Let's get through some more of your questions. So, Kim, where did we leave off? All right. Your sneaky wanker says, <laughs> I know your secrets, John. I know the mocap suit person now after your Disney Plus dream. It's She-Hulk, isn't it? Fits with her being a lawyer, maybe the prosecutor against Peter. And it's an upcoming show and not exactly and not the first character anyone would guess exactly. Uh, again, I said it wouldn't be somebody you'd guess Besides, she's not a prosecutor, so uh, no, I can I can say that no. But again, you're you're trying to figure it out, and I give you I give you credit for that, you sneaky wanker. All right, what's next? Spider Man fears Campia says. Nope, you missed one. Oh, my apologies. Oh, I'm sorry, Spotted Bear. And Spotted Bear tipped in like twenty dollars. Thank you, Spotted Thank Bear. You, Spotted Bear. Spotted Bear says hello, John and crew. A while back, John claimed he had a tape of himself break dancing back in the day. Several. I'm on a quest. My question is, how many likes on your next video or next subscription goal to release the Campia cut? Everyone has a price. <laughs> What's yours? Um, 
Christ, John. The the phrase when hell freezes over was created for just this situation. Global warming is becoming very extreme yeah, and that is it, a possibility. It, it, it never, <laughs> never going to happen. They are safely. It's like the end. I, I joke about it, say it's like the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark when they're hiding the Ark in that giant warehouse. The Campia breakdancing tapes are safely in a box at the Campia Ranch up in Canada. They will never see the light of day. They will never see the light of day. All right. What's next? Spider-Man Fierce Campia says, just saw the comment earlier from the guy saying he was 30 and loved High School Musical. Don't feel bad, bro. I was 30 and was obsessed with Girl Meets World, LOL. John, I mean, thanks for all you do, man. I've watched since the AMC days, and you are truly awesome. Never be ashamed for anything that is an object of your fandom. We love what we love. We love what they love. It doesn't matter. If you like it, you like it. And if it gives you joy, it gives you joy. I don't care if it's Girl Meets World or if it's Justin Bieber or if it's whatever. Whatever it is, if it gives you joy, it gives you joy. If anybody gives you problem with that, tell them to shut the fuck up. All right. What's next? MD. Hey, mom and dad. <laughs> oh, God. MD says, hi, John. In UK, when you open Disney+, Plus, the adult content is very much on the same screen as the family stuff. American Horror Story is right next to Frozen, which is next to Family Guy, which is next to Die Hard. So it's possible for a U.S. version to merge with Hulu. Um, it looks like they continue on. Read oh, I'm the next sorry. Uh, should also mention that our Disney Plus has settings to set your app to different age ranges. So if you basic so if you did have kids, you can change it. Star is basically our Hulu. Not identical titles, but similar content types, but it's all integrated on the D plus homepage. Let me make sure I didn't miss anything. Okay, there we go. Yeah, I the, the thing is they've made it really clear that in the North American thing, they are separating that stuff. They don't want their adult stuff, adult leaning stuff to be on Disney Plus. Which means they're going to run across the odd title that would like, how come that's on Disney Plus? And they, they're going to run into that now and again. But they do seem more comfortable with doing that in other markets instead of here. So I don't expect to see that to change. But you never know. Every year that passes brings opportunities for change. Thanks for sending that in, MD. All right, what's next? Tyler Singer says, with Marvel's never getting much attention for the Oscars most years, do you think this will hold true for the Emmys, provided there are worthy shows slash actors and actresses? Well, the reality is that most of the time Marvel doesn't get attention at the Oscars because their movies don't deserve Oscar attention. They're not really best picture material. Although we have seen nominations. Black Panther got nominated for Best Picture at the Academy Awards. Logan got nominated for Best Screenplay at the Academy Awards. I mean, we have seen that that's kind of changing a little bit. And we've already seen the Emmys. Like WandaVision got nominated for a hell of a lot of Emmys. Oh, yeah. Like a lot of Emmys. So, yeah, I do think that's going to be changing as well. All right, what's next? Tony Stank says, watching the new She-Hulk clip, I noticed that the lab scene is the same location as shown in Shang-Chi. Other side of portal that Wong opened up for him in Abomination. It was reported that this was the raft, but I have my doubts now. Thoughts? I get it. There was the glass case, but I really don't think they look similar at all. I mean, mm. I, I'll have to go back and do an image beside another image comparison, but I didn't think at all it looked similar. I, I thought it looked completely different. A transparent cage of sorts, sure, but I didn't think it looked remotely similar. But again, maybe I'll change my mind once I see the images side by side. Thanks for bringing it up, Tony Stang. I'm going to actually have to take a look at that now because of you. Thanks, dude. 
What's next? All right. Canadian Singing Posty says, so looks as though Cineplex is going back a little bit to old ways. My wife and I couldn't see Eternals opening weekend, so we're going Saturday. Two of the major Toronto Cineplexes took away the IMAX for Eternals, probably because of Eternals' divisiveness and, let's see, it continues here, popularity of Dune. That's fine. However, they could have just given us a plain Ultra AVX, but no. A high percentage of the options are 3D with limited screen times, forcing that 3D. Also, any thoughts of having good Canadian kid John Campia show merch? Want. Um, I would say that, first of all, there is uh, something that says good Canadian kid. I'd have to think about that. That's maybe I'll have to get Ray working on that designing <laughs> it. But yeah, look, one of my biggest frustrations, uh, 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 singing Canadian posty, who is, uh, you know, one of our favorite guys around here. Um, that's been my big thing. Cineplex used to be my go-to movie theater of choice. It was my favorite place to go. The Ancaster Silver City Cineplex Theater in Hamilton, Ontario, is my home theater. But they have become evil. They have become evil. And I remember a couple of years ago taking a trip up to Canada and trying to plan a time to take my family to the movies, which is something I do every year, and realizing every screening of one movie we wanted to see was in 3D. Oh, and it wasn't even particularly a 3D, like, uh, like oh, this, this wasn't even like Avatar. It was just like, all 3D. And there was one like 2.15 in the afternoon screening that wasn't in 3D. And the only reason they do that is because they get to charge more for the 3D tickets. Oh, and no. And studies have shown, polls have shown, people don't want 3D. They don't want 3D. But they just kept putting everything out. Oh, you want to see it? You got to pay us the premium price to come see it. I don't mind giving people the option for 3D. That's fine. But saying, oh, you want to come see this movie? You have to buy the more expensive ticket to watch it in 3D. That's messy. And we'll only give you like a, a weird, stupid time that nobody can possibly make in the afternoon if you want to see a non-3D one. It's absolutely <clears throat> vile. It's vile that they do that. And that's why I want another movie theater chain in Canada to put them out of business. Or at least, or I really want Cineworld that was trying to buy them last year to come back with another bid and buy them because they, they need new ownership badly. All right, what's next? Benny S. has um, one of two here. Holy shit, Campia. <laughs> Shang-Chi is already my favorite MCU movie, and I'm 22 minutes in. The bus scene was like a video game level with the boss stepping up at the back, LOL. So far, this is like Crouching Tiger meets Police Story meets Enter the Dragon meets Jet Li's. The one all rode into one magnificent joyride. Pun totally intended. Of course, it, it, it might be my favorite movie of the year, that or Quiet Place Part 2. Shang-Chi is amazing. And that bus scene, actually, Ann and I were swimming yesterday, and the first song I popped in was that song. It's called Run It. The name of the song is Run It, the song that plays when the fight on the bus happens. It's a good workout song. Boom, 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 boom. Oh, it's awesome. It's a great, great song. That scene along, I mean, I was liking the movie already with the whole mythology of Wen Wu and how he met Shang-Chi's mother and that romance. And that was already awesome. But then when they got to the bus scene, I'm like, this is a special movie. This is a special entertaining movie. And I absolutely adore it, Benny. I'm glad you did too. All right, what's next? 
Uh, this comes from an anonymous friend. Hi, John. So I've been following the Disney Plus Day announcements, particularly the Marvel ones, and they got me so excited. And I was thinking that after more than a decade, Marvel can still make me feel like a kid again. That, for me, is a little bit of magic. Yeah, that's, it, it, that's great. Although I will say one thing. It's starting like we're starting to get into Marvel's B-Squad a little bit. Because, you know, in phase in the first few phases, we have Captain America, we have Iron Man, we have Thor, we have Hulk, like we have uh, Doctor Strange then eventually came around. Spider-Man's been in there, right? And I loved WandaVision, loved it. I love Shang-Chi. But I also, I, I worry a little bit because it did feel a little bit like we might be now moving into Marvel's B-Squad with Ms. Marvel. And Moon Knight, uh, all due respect to Ms. Marvel and Moon Knight fans, yeah. absolutely. Uh, Ms. Marvel and New Moon Knight and She-Hulk. And it's like, okay, so now we're moving down to the Farm League. And again, I'm th- this this could be the best phase of MCU movies ever. It's going to be great. You think it's going to be awesome? Yeah, man, it's going to be great. You got a lot of confidence I trust, in that? Yeah, I trust. Some of those characters are very interesting, so we'll see where it goes. I'll just I, again, it just makes me wonder. That's yeah, all. Right. I'm saying I'm wondering a little bit, but right. we'll have to wait and see. All right, what's next? Benny S. says, I'm one hour and eight minutes into Shang-Chi, and it's now just become <laughs> mythical Jurassic Park. I just love this film more and more. Can't wait for the third act, LOL. So he was like live streaming. I love, I'm just saying, <laughs> I it's love like it. we're getting live <laughs> tweeting from Benny S. <laughs> just Shang-Chi had a soda. Experience. Gotta tell you it's awesome. <laughs> Love, love it. it. Love it, Benny. All right, what's next? Cam Smith says, Hey, John, so I heard that Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is conducting reshoots for the next six weeks. Does this worry you much? Thanks. Keep up the great content. Every time, Kevin Feige's talked about this, we've mentioned it here before. Kevin Feige has said publicly that when they schedule a movie in advance, before they start shooting day one, they plan reshoots. They don't know what they're going to be reshooting, but they always set aside time for reshoots because as Kevin Feige says, once we get into the editing room and we're on set, we maybe get some new fresh ideas and we want to make sure that we, we already budget for and schedule time for reshoots. Now this six weeks of reshoots is a little bit more than they normally do. So I'm thinking maybe they got some cool new ideas or whatever, but no, it's nothing to be concerned about. Nothing at all. And they've, they've shown this time and time again, and they always plan for it. They always plan to do reshoots. So I don't think it's that big of a deal. All right. What's next? One hour, 47 minutes into Shang-Chi. This is coming from our friend Benny S. again. Hadouken. I hope I said that right. Hadouken. Hadouken. Well, almost. LOL. On an almost unrelated note, you should seriously watch the Street Fighter Assassins for Fist fan series movie starring Mike Moe, Christian Howard, and Joey Ansah. Proof video game movies can work. Here's what I find. I find... When somebody does a fan thing of something, people go, that's better than the actual movies and stuff like that. And I'm like, no, it's not. Like, I remember there was one for Power Rangers where they even went. And do you remember that? There was like a Power Rangers fan film. There was a Power Rangers fan film a bunch of years ago. And they even got like one or two of like the original Power Rangers from the TV show. And they made us like, this is going to be dark and gritty. And listen. Oh, wait, I think I remember that. Do you that. remember some of that? I think yeah, I do yeah, remember yeah. that. So they, they did this thing and it was like, listen, for a fan film, that's great. Pretty dope. But if, if we, the audience knew this was made by Universal or, or whatever studios behind it, right? 
no, we wouldn't be going, oh my God, this is, it's like, it's great for a fan film. It's fabulous for a fan film, but it's not that good. I mean, it was very, I mean, it was all concept, no meat. I mean, it was so, I, I don't know, but who knows? Who knows? I'm always just a little skeptical when it comes to that stuff. All right. What's next? Sam Fisher says, hot take. I'd rather a wholly new X-Men cartoon than a 90s revival. I can't stand the 90s cartoons, terrible animation and acting. Did you guys see that? That part of the Disney Day thing? Yeah, so that they're picking up. They said this is like a sequel to that. It's the same thing. It's a follow-up to the 90s cartoon. And I think this is going to be taking place in the 90s and everything. So it got some people who are really nostalgic about the original yeah. X-Men cartoon, like me, very excited. But some people are like, just do a new thing. Ray, let me ask you, if there was up to you, Kevin Feige gives you a call and says, we're doing a new X-Men cartoon. Should we just pick up where the 90s one left off or should we do a brand new one? What do you tell them to do? Well, a brand new one. I would, I would like a brand new one just because, I don't know, new stories, try to get into that new... You know, just the newer stuff. Like, I don't want to go back. Like, there was a X-Men cartoon that they released. I think it was called Wolverine and the X-Men. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, And I actually liked it. So, uh, I just want, like, just newer stuff and stop going back to the old stuff. All right. Uh, okay. What's next? Sam Fisher says, so apparently the Spider-Man freshman year cartoon is a prequel to Civil War and Homecoming. It will be about the year Peter spent as Spider-Man before he met Tony Stark. Yeah. When they first announced cool. it, I said on the stream, I said, I don't think this is going to be connected to the MCU. I think this is going to be a totally separate thing. Young Peter Parker starting freshman in high school. Apparently not. Apparently it is actually like the official synopsis reads it's it's this Tom Holland Peter Parker when he started high school and that's what's good so totally different than what I thought it was going to be so Sam thanks for bringing that one up man I appreciate that all right what's next all right also coming from our friend Sam Fisher. So I'm doing something kind of cool. I live in New York City, and starting in March, Daniel Craig and Ruth Naga are doing a run of the Scottish play on Broadway. So I got tickets, and I'm going to see it in May. Nice. I know it's six months off, but I'm really excited for it. It's really, it's always funny for like for live stage plays, you got to buy tickets. Like Anne's got tickets for shows that aren't playing for another year and a half. Oh, for real? I remember one time she got her like her Hamilton tickets and it was like 13 months away or whatever. It's like it's like totally different than the movie going experience. Oh but listen, I'll tell you what. Um, I remember last year, Ann and I, maybe two years ago now, Ann and I went to go see Shakespeare, uh, Shakespeare in the Park. It was like seating for about 200 people and we got to watch Tom Hanks. We were like within 50 feet of Tom Hanks watching him do Shakespeare. Shut up. And it was Awesome. So if you get a chance to go and see like Daniel Craig and Ruth Nega, I love Ruth Nega. Mm -hmm. If you get a chance to go see those two on a live stage play, do it. I think you're going to have a lot of fun. She's in passing on uh, Netflix right now. And you know what's really cool? Kenneth Branagh, you know, he's got his, oh, yeah. uh, uh, how am I, I'm seeing it like tonight. Death on the Nile? Uh, no, the new, <laughs> the black and white film. How am oh, I? Oh, uh, I'm Belfast. seeing it tonight. Thank you. Belfast. Belfast. Um, he did an amazing theater run where he had a lot of celebrities in it and he directed it and i didn't know he was such a a, a theater guy and and i looked at some of it on oh YouTube. he is all shakespeare he's known for shakespeare i didn't know that see right. i wasn't exposed to that so i'm saying like 
good for you guy for like getting out there and trying something new. I love to hear when people who are usually movie people are like, you know what? I tried out Broadway for the first time because you'll fall in love with a new medium. I think that's really yeah. Cool. He's like first and foremost really cool. a Shakespeare. Guy. I didn't know yeah. that was news, and I was I was like in tears. It was beautiful. All right, I got time for a few more. What's next? Suthius says this might just be a misdirect on the brief teaser we got from we got for She Hulk, but I know. But I now just noticed that Bruce, in his professor form, did not have an arm sling. I'm loving Phase 4, but Jesus Christ, the timeline of movies and shows got me all messed up. Yeah, I need to go back and take a look at that because I didn't think about Ray, you saw the Hulk, the She-Hulk footage with me. When Hulk was standing there talking to her, did he have an arm sling on? I don't I remember. No <laughs> I don't Mm-mm. remember. I, I he, don't didn't. Re- he didn't. He didn't. No, I, he didn't. I, I don't even know what. If he did have it on, what what would that mean? Well, because like, I'm totally because you know, at the end of Shang Chi, uh-huh. we see him not as Hulk. We just see him standing there, but he's got the arm sling on. We see Doctor Banner with the right. arm sling from still on snap from Endgame. Game. Yeah, for the end up. of Endgame, he's got the arm sling on. So I don't know because we see him in Doctor Banner form at the end of Shang Chi, and this thing we see him in Hulk form, but as smart Hulk. So I I don't I want them to go back to the real Hulk. You I want the them green to go guy? back to the nuclear, the walking nuclear weapon. That's what I want. I want the, the, the savage Hulk. I, I feel just, like we'll never get that again. Now that we've got this version, like, cause what would make him go back? I, I don't know what, oh. what made him go into that form. They never showed us. That's true. But I, ah, oh, God, I really want that. Anyway, Thanos might've ruined him. Who? <laughs> Thanos. I thought I ruined you, the angry Hulk because I thought you said Ryan Reynolds ruined no, him. I'm like, no, how did Ryan no, Reynolds no. ruin Hulk? all right what's next marie seifring says hi john hi marie i just wanted to find out if your hand is fully healed love the show and looking forward to the new format thanks thanks so so for those who know i i had uh i I tore some stuff in this thumb a while ago um i remember that i was trying to get a lid off something and i was determined that i could just do it myself without needing any tools and I torqued on it so hard, it literally ripped uh, the torn ligaments inside the thumb. And I had to go to the hospital. And, uh, oh, my God. And um, <laughs> I, had, I was wearing the brace for, for a couple of weeks, for a while. <laughs> I, I, I would take it off during the show because I just couldn't do it with the show on. And I would slap back. But, yes, I am, I am back to 100%. Thank you for asking me. I appreciate that. All right. What is next? Sam Fisher says, in my head, the MCU Uncle Ben is played by Sean Bean, an actor whose character dies so often he isn't alive in the current time frame of the franchise. Well, Sam, to be honest, I'm not trying to undermine your joke, but that was all over the place. That was a joke that was those all over the Internet for a couple of years. Sean Bean should be Uncle Ben. It's like, not again. And like all that kind of stuff. But yeah, that's the one everybody thinks of. By the way, Sean Bean, my all time favorite literary character. Uh, Boromir in uh, Lord of the Rings, the whole redemption part when he comes back to save the hobbits after trying to take the ring from them. One of my favorite scenes ever in all of fiction, in whether it's book, comic book, movie, TV show, one of my favorites. Sean Bean was great as Boromir. All right, uh, let's do this one last one, then we'll call it a day. What's next? This comes from Stormin' Norman. Nice. Wow, Red Notice was really bad. (laughs) This makes two movies in a row with The Rock that have been subpar. Really wanted to like this movie, but most jokes missed badly. And the Vin Diesel jab was tacky. Expected more from this great cast. Okay, I'll say this. 
I I like Jungle Cruise. I thought I mean I, I liked it. I didn't love it, but I I thought it was it was whimsical and had real charm to it. And is it a, a great movie that I'll go back and watch every year? No, absolutely not. Is that on Disney Plus now? Yeah, like for free. Yeah, yeah. As of uh, Disney Plus Day, it got put up there with Sha- it went up the same time Shang Chi okay. did. So I I will say this, and I haven't even watched Red Notice yet, but I would say if Red Notice is bad. I would say that would be one in a row <laughs> because I kind of like jungle, but yeah, it's, it's again, it's discouraging for me as somebody who was such a huge fan of Ryan Reynolds and such a huge fan of Dwayne, the rock Johnson to hear so many people not really being happy with red notice, but uh, Ryan Reynolds it, had another Netflix movie, right? The one before it, the six underground. How, what do you think about that? Did you awful, awful, awful so directed I, by, mm. it was directed by Michael Bay. I mean, Reynolds did everything he could in it to carry it, but the movie was terrible. I mean, there's some great action in it. Michael Bay. I mean, of course, Michael Bay knows how to do good action, <laughs> but, and I was excited for, it. I thought the trailers looked great for it and it just did not work. Mm. I just did not. It just did not work. Anyway, guys, there are still more to come uh, in there from uh, Jacob Albert, Dangerous D, Christopher Rosado. Do not worry, guys. I'm going to be doing a companion video a little bit later tonight. We'll get caught up on these. And then we'll pick up on more on the John Campion Show tomorrow. But for now, and hopefully I'll have my camera back. Hopefully I'll have a camera working by tomorrow. But for now, that'll do it. For today's installment of the John Campion Show, thank you guys so much for being here. want to thank... Mr. Ray Aura for yep, being yep, here. Yep, 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 yep. Ray, you got a Twitter account there. Where can people oh, find yeah. you on Twitter? Like, let's uh, dust it off. It's <laughs> Ray Aura underscore. But more importantly, the Halo multiplayer just came out. So my Xbox gamer tag is Ray Aura with a zero. You should put that on your lower yeah, third. Yeah, that's what I'm Because that's really where you can follow Ray. Yeah, yeah. And of course... Kimberly Curran is here. Kimberly, thanks for being here. Where can people follow you? Thanks, guys. Definitely. You can find me on Instagram at wasgoodkimberly. It's W-U-Z. Good K-I-M-B-E-R-L-Y. Have a wonderful day. Thanks for being here, Kimberly. And a special thanks to all you guys for making this show part of your day. A real special thanks to all you guys who sent in the super chat comments and the uh, tip questions. Number one because you gave us great fun things to talk about. But number two, you supported this channel as you did. And all of us involved with the John Campy show. Thank you guys so very much for your support. All right, guys, don't forget to come back and join us tomorrow for the next episode of the John Campy show. The whole crowd will be here. Hope to see you here as well. So until next time, guys, my name's John Campia. Bye-bye. <laughs>